With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Evil existed long before good. I made myself. I cannot be unmade. I am all-powerful. <laughs> If that's the case, are you unable to escape from this fortress? It's a good question. Why have I let the supreme being keep me here in the fortress of ultimate darkness? Because you... Oh, shut up. I'm speaking rhetorically. Oh, of course. I let him keep me here in order to lull him into a false sense of security. Oh, clever. <laughs> clever. When I have the map, I will be free. And the world will be different. Because I have understanding. Uh, understanding of what, Master? Of digital watches. And soon I shall have understanding of video cassette recorders and car telephones. And when I have understanding of them, I shall have understanding of computers. And when I have understanding of computers, I shall be the supreme being. God isn't interested in technology. He knows nothing of the potential of the microchip or the silicon revolution. Look how he spends his time. Forty-three species of parrots. Nipples for men. Slugs. Slugs! He created slugs. They can't hear. They can't speak. They can't operate machinery. I mean, are we not in the hands of a lunatic? If I were creating a world, I wouldn't mess about with butterflies and daffodils. I would have started with lasers. Eight o'clock, day one. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo!
everybody. Welcome to what we believe to be episode 154. <laughs> it may or may not be 155 or 153. It depends. It I don't could know. be 169 at this yeah, point. Sure. Welcome to episode 666, the number of the beast. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. No special guests tonight. Even though I thought so. Yeah, even though he, Tim was somehow convinced that Quast was going to come I, on. I'm telling you, you told me at the end of last week's episode, you were like, oh, we're having Quast on. And I'm like, I okay. said maybe we'll have Quast on. Because <sighs> I was going to send him an, an invite and and whatever. Uh-huh. But we've got, he's got a good movie. I really, I, I, I want him to come on so I can watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I went looking for it and I couldn't. Yeah, I know, I haven't found it yet either, but we got a pretty, two good movies. Eh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I don't know, I don't yeah. know, well, yeah, we'll just talk about that later. So what you've been watching, It was sir? something different, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> this, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But what yeah. you've been watching, sir? Oh, let me look. Is my brain and my butthole are aching today? Well, don't look first. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. What'd you think of Spock dying? And you um, have any fucking awesome Spock memories? I, you know what, I. This yeah. is the most Spockiest episode we'll have. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was like surprised how. That everybody was so crazy over him dying. It caught me off guard, literally. Mm. Is it a shame the dude died? Yes, because I thought he was 92, not 82. <laughs> I, I thought he was older than he was, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think that's what caught me off guard was that more than anything. Um, trying to think here what I was going to say, but I'm, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not, for me, I'm not like feeling, is it sucked that he died? Yes. I'm bummed out for like, I'm. He was bummed out for like 30 seconds. I'm sorry. I was bummed all day, dude. Seriously. And I'm not a like. No, that's why I have. Yeah. I have nothing against anybody that took that, you know, seriously and just went nuts with it. Hey, more power to you. Yes, I think Star Trek 2 was one of the greatest movies of all time. But it, to be honest, it doesn't affect me in one way or another in my life. I, it's a shame he died. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, but I wasn't upset like all of Facebook <laughs> seemed to be upset Facebook over Spock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And somebody had the greatest post about it, and it was just one of those things where uh, I forget who the person was that posted it. It might have been Mike Watt, a filmmaker, guy who made Resurrection Game just recently, uh, Razor Days, and he put out there, it's a shame that it's come to Spock dying that everybody stops making fun of each other on Facebook. He, he he basically went into this long rant that, like, it took Spock dying, not 9-11, not, 
he just went through all these events, basically. Like, it took Spock dying for everybody to just, I love that man. It's a shame. We should have peace. And it's like, I sat back for a minute and I was like, I'm not surprised. You know, it just, it, it cracks me up. It's that, pretty funny. It, what people, you know, cause it was true what he said. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. literally, I couldn't, I, I literally shut off Facebook. Like, after I posted a couple of things yesterday, I just shut off Facebook because there was Spock post after Spock post. And there was people who would show up on my timeline that never showed up on my timeline ever in the history of the time I've been on Facebook. It just, everybody went Spock maniac yesterday. Mm-hmm. It just, is it a shame he died? Yes, it is. Don't get me wrong. I, I was, I was like, I couldn't stop singing the song in my head, the Tenacious D song about Sasquatch and In Search Of. That was a kick-ass In Search Of. Yes. Starring Leonard Nimoy kicking out the jams all day that day that was running through my head. It was fucking crazy. But it was a bummer. I liked, uh, I think, I think you're in the same boat as me. Like we're, we're, we're 80s kids and not 70s kids. Mm-hmm. Had, we, had we been 70s kids, we probably would have been total Star Trek nerds. Oh, yeah, because I had a couple of friends just that, like, literally, it seemed like five-minute intervals. They were posting something on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Grindr, uh, <laughs> whatever other social media it's out there <laughs> that were huge Star Trek fans, and they were 70s kids, and that just... Yesterday seemed to be, if there was gonna anything to get done for them yesterday, they were gonna get it done. That <laughs> you knew they loved Spock. Yeah, it's a bummer. Fucking, it, it, I, I feel like he was one of the big dudes in sci-fi, and and he's gone now, and it sucks. But I most really remember him because I'm not. I love the Star Trek movies, but the Star Trek TV show, honestly, I couldn't. I I'd never watch it ever. I, I have nothing bad to say about it. I'm not, I mean, I, that's just something that I'm not into. Mm-hmm. But the most Leonard Nimoy I ever loved was I loved In Search Of because I used to be able to watch that on Sci-Fi Channel in like '94. You could I could get up for school and watch an episode of Land of the Lost, an episode <laughs> of In Search Of, and a little bit of Sightings, and then I had to get on the bus, which was awesome. But I mostly remember Leonard Nimoy for this weird ass dream Dreamcast game that my old college roommate Wes had. It was okay. called Caution Seaman. Okay. Get it was weird. People know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sure because it's Dreamcast. Because there's some diehards of the Dreamcast. It, it was you had the game, you put the game in, and then you had this little adapter thingamajig that you stuck in your in your um controller that had a mic on it. Huh. And Seaman was, the game was like a fish tank, and you dropped your little egg in, and then you could move the temperature up and down, and you could feed Seaman, and the egg would hatch and become this fish with a human face, and it was all narrated by Leonard Nimoy, and like you could talk to the fish, and I remember one time, like the fish asked my buddy Wes what he liked to do, and Wes said, well, I like to watch porn. And <laughs> Fish said, well, at least you're an honest pervert. And it was like this weird AI, and it was all Leonard Nimoy and weird. And 
your fish would evolve and find ours like evolved arms and it was still swimming around and then one day it was just gone. We had to start over again. Yeah. That was weird. That's my Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Kicking out the jams. Remembrance. Memory. But anyway, what have you been watching, sir? Okay. Um, R.I.P. Spock. Yeah, R.I.P. Spock. And let's be honest. Did anybody think he was going to outlive, like, I, not DeForest Kelly, because I knew that dude was going. Uh, <laughs> or even. Uh, that's Scotty, right? Yeah, that's Scotty. No, no, uh, Scotty Wait, is. No, that's Bones. I mean, not yes, Scotty. Bones. Bones, man, Bones was you Bones knew. Bones is me of like the fucking space. Like, <laughs> if I was in space, I would be Bones, just a complete fucking ass. You just knew a curmudgeon that, old man in space. I was gonna say you knew that dude was dying quickly. I don't know anything about that guy, but I would wager that he was a real good drinker. Yeah, I'm not oh, surprised. Yeah. Um, but before we even get into what I watched, the okay. big thing, since you were out at the casino, uh, and since I was drinking and playing cards last night and destroying my intestines last night. <laughs> Dude, you drank yingling and ate peppers. That's a recipe for fucking disaster. Oh, I was drinking yingling and the wife's homemade apple pie moonshine. That's what it was, uh, not Yingling Moonshine. Moonshine and peppers. In the moonshine, dude, Ooh. I will, I will have to bring some for you because you will actually want to drink it. It's I, I know my 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 uh, my uncle used to make it, and it's like you need to. He made it, and it was potent as shit. But you needed to tell the person that was drinking it that hey, don't chug this because it'll fuck your world up. Yeah, it takes any alcohol or anything in there. Yeah, it's a little bit more potent now because it has been sitting in the refrigerator since Christmas. Oh, Jesus. And it's been fermenting. But it tastes good. You don't taste the alcohol. But it's still, you know, that's why you don't chug it to begin with. You just, you know, you take sips of it. And I was drinking that. And on top of that, I ate like two dozen jalapeno poppers wrapped in bacon Oh, and, Jesus. You're, you're piling bad upon bad upon bad. And I ate Mexican shells in what my friend brought over that his mom's made, like, since we were kids, Mexican chicken. And it was, this morning, it was three rounds of horrible badness, dude. <laughs> it was, that it, it was, just, I woke up fine. You know, no hangover, no nothing, and I drank a good bit playing cards last night, won some money, but oh my god, about a half hour after being up, I was just like, oh, <laughs> it, was just, it was not good. <laughs> it felt like literally somebody shoved their fist in my butt and just decided they were going to rip my intestines out <laughs> one inch at a time. <laughs> it was like society when they turned you inside out through your butthole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because after round three, I was like, if it's round four, I'm not surviving it. <laughs> Put it this way. Literally after round three, about an hour later, I went to bed for three and a half hours. Jesus. But the big thing was what I watched in between my rounds of trying to destroy my bathroom. Did you see that metal show? Mm-mm. You need to, because I posted all the links. I don't like that metal show, man. You need I to. I honestly don't, because it's like, okay, that metal show, where it should be that, quote, metal show. 
Metal to me is not Cinderella or fucking Warrant or all those assholes that already got on there all the time. You know what? Once in a while, they'll bust out Lamb of God will show up or something, but they always have these stupid, cheesy 80s fucking Tesla or some shit like that. That's not metal to me. Yeah, what you're saying is the exact reason Chuck Connors doesn't watch it. Because he's right. Chuck Connors tells me about that all the time. Excuse me, all the time. But plus, I can't stand that one fucking guy on that show. Who, Florentine or yeah, no? Uh, the bigger, the biggest guy, like the kind of oh, Eddie Trunk. Guy. Yeah, that guy. Fuck that dude. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him, but he's just like a. a ugh, I don't know what he is. Well, Anthrax was on last night mm. for the whole episode, and Excellent. playing in two commercials was Testament's Alex Skolnick. Oh, sweet. And I posted all the links to not only the show, the after show, and even behind the scenes stuff. And Anthrax already has five new songs, uh, uh, laid out. Yeah. New album coming this year. Uh, and Anthrax is going on tour again starting in March. Awesome. I'll always go see Anthrax. No matter where they play around me, I will go see them. Alex Skolnick was saying Testament's going on tour. They're oh, do- shit. They're going on tour with Exodus, and Testament will be playing from beginning to end. The Souls first of Black. Albums. The first two, what? The first two albums of Testament. That's a lot of shit to play. Beginning to end. That's, uh, what, that's what School Nick said. Screw that. I want them to play, like, Souls of Black from front to beginning. Souls of Black is good, but I was always a bigger fan of Practice What You Preach. That's a good one, yeah. That's got the greenhouse effect on it. I like that. Yes. Oh, yeah, man, I, I was always a much bigger fan. And what's funny, I still have an autograph on a piece of paper from Alex Skolnick from, like, when I was 12 years old. Cool. Yeah. Would so, you be behind Tom Savini when you fucking <laughs> no, down? No, my brother actually got me, like, up on Testament's tour bus. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's a, they were doing this little movie theater here in Pittsburgh. It's long gone now, called the South Hills Theater, and it was Megadeth, Testament, and I believe Exodus doing the show. Te- I, I've seen everybody, but I have not seen Testament. That's like one band I want to see. They're very good. I know. They're They're, good. Especially with Skolnick playing. That would be awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, I posted the links on your page just because it's all of Anthrax, and Joey Belladonna is in the studio in L.A., but they have him on later in the episode. Did he forget he was in L.A.? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. when, he when he came back, he was in Fort Wayne, and he said Flint, Michigan, like, four times that night. <laughs> it was great. Well, apparently, like, the guys are in New York for something besides that metal show, and he's in L.A. mixing all the songs right now. Cool. And they, they all, like, all of them had nothing but good things to say about Joey, so it sounds like it's all good, which is good. Yeah, you You're- know what? I, I, I like both. I, I could take John Bush. I could take Joey Belladonna. Doesn't matter to me. I like them both. I was going to say, John Bush wasn't bad. Mm-mm. Never get me wrong. I just wasn't a fan of the John Bush anthrax. Did they do bad music? No, they did not. I just wasn't a fan of it. Is the best way to put it. It's I'm, definitely they're heavier. Yes, with John Bush, but welcome to Anthrax t- talk, everybody. Because also too, when you if you check out the the show, they have uh, Anthrax put 
they have Anthrax's 11 albums and they made them put them in order what's their favorite ones yeah and you'll be interested in seeing that well if sound of white noise is out of the top 5 they're wrong cuz that it, actually it's badass. not it is number 3 or 4 well number 1 uh, i can guess what number 1 is what's number 1 this is the is, is, no this is anthrax picking it Oh, they picked their top. They didn't pick Persistence of Time as their best album? No, Persistence of Time is like number five. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's studio albums. Uh, I wouldn't know what they would pick. Yeah, that's Probably. A, put it this way. This spreading might, the Disease, maybe? Spreading the Disease was number two. Mm. Mm. I have this, no idea what they would have picked for number one, then. Among the Living. I could buy that. Yeah, yeah. That it, would be in my top five. Those three are interchangeable in my top five. They, uh, put it this way, they, for me, I'm a, I've always been watching that metal show. This might have been my favorite episode. Uh, top three episodes of that metal show has been this one, the one with King Diamond when he came back from mm-hmm. being sick, and the third one is when Brian Johnson and Angus Young were on. Brian Johnson! Like two years ago. But this is my favorite episode yet of that metal show. I was watching it the other day, and it was they had uh, the drummer and the singer from Lamb of God on there, and he was talking about you know getting arrested for murder over (laughs) over in Europe because he pushed the dude off stage and he died. Yeah, I was watching it and I fell asleep. I forgot he was he like it was right not too long after he came back to the states. He did the show. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, if you want to learn about that, man, that documentary as the palaces burn is awesome. It's all about that. I think it's called as the palaces burn. I watched it on here, talked about it once. I don't remember. But go ahead, sir. What have you been watching? Okay. Um. I first off, I've watched. Uh, of course, like you talked about it, John Cross talked about uh, Craig Earl Everett. Uh, independent filmmaker has talked about it. He's told me quite a few times. Um, I finally sat down and watched The Equalizer. And Al Machetti even got in on this. He said he hated it. He thought they should have never redone it, but you know, a lot of people can say that. But I gave it to him. I just, I just explained to him after his post, I said, look, I was going in, I didn't have a problem with the movie being remade, I was a fan of the TV series, but I'll tell you what, the movie surprised the you know shit what? out of me. Quote unquote remake. They could have yes. named that something completely different and Oh yeah, 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 flown. yeah, don't yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But to be honest, I don't even know why they even called it the equalizer. It's got well, nothing because to of do the with ending, it. basically, that's it. Why? Because it- because they break the number one Kyle rule in movie history that, that uh, fucking nail guns are not automatic weapons. <laughs> yes. I had to pause the movie when that <laughs> gets all this busted. I laugh it. Well, I'll tell you what. Wormwood, that movie that I thought was going to be awesome, yes. they do the same thing. Which there's a couple of people already screaming about how great that film is. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. That's like... Uh... The the spot the death of Spock actually killed any PR for Wormwood. <laughs> any buzz got killed. Oh it's, yeah, uh, like 
Wormwood, I'll say this about Wormwood because I need to watch it again. I kind of was, you know, falling asleep through it and it just did, I need to sit down for full, like, all the way through screening because I've seen it, but I've seen it in like three different parts. Okay. Uh, the tagline Mad Max meets on of the dead is very misleading. I will say that about it. Okay. Well, Which you know, is, yeah, we got to work something out because I want to see that movie. Okay. That's, I mean, that movie is actually something I really want to see this year. It, it just, I, it's like you're saying about you want Mad Max is one of your movies. It's one of the movies I want to see, but Wormwood was definitely very high on the list. Well, Wormwood's got a lot of original cool shit in it. I'll say that, but yeah, that, that tagline, nah. Now, okay. Well, anyhow, the Equalizer, and like I was saying, the Al Machete, it surprised me how much I liked it. Mm. I think, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion of it, I think it might be Denzel's best movie. I, he's fallen into this Liam Neeson. Yes, that I, I let's make the same movie nine different oh, yeah. times. I was sitting there, I watched, uh, Deja Vu the other night again. Yeah. Yeah, I seen that on TV and I started watching it and I knew you were going to say that and I agree with you totally 100%. Yeah. He, he is totally fallen. not the offender of that law breaking that Liam Neeson is. Liam Neeson. Yes. Yeah. I'm a, a, after taking 3. Oh, yeah. It, it, but the equalizer though, it fits him. Mhm. And I think that's what it is. It just it fits him and I think that's why I liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, honest to God, it surprised me. I think, for me, it's Denzel's best movie. I just liked it that much. Well, I watched a Denzel movie. We'll talk about that later, too. And it is almost, you know, it could be The Equalizer Part 2. Oh, I already expect The Equalizer Part 2 to come. I, I'm not a, I'm not against it. It was decent, I think. And here's the thing, here's the thing, because somebody commented on it, like, oh, you know there's gonna be Equalizer 2. I said, yeah, it would be nice, but here's the problem. Denzel's never done a sequel, did I can recall, of anything. I can't think of any. More hunting for Red October, maybe? Oh, he wasn't in that. <laughs> never, wasn't he in a sub movie? He was in a sub movie. I don't remember what it was. No, I don't either. Fucking. Sub part two, starring Denzel Washington. Uh, but I also, I watched, uh, Deuces Wild, which was your pick. Good pick, by the way. Uh, Last House on Dead End Street, which we're gonna get into that. Uh-huh. That just, like I said, the story behind the movie itself is actually more interesting than the movie, and I know there's a quite a few, not only independent diehards but there is some fans of that movie when they hear me on here or hear me talk about it they are going to give it to me because they're going to be pissed off would would one of those guys be uh art vogel i wouldn't be surprised if vogel would say something to me because i i watched i watched the fun house or not the well it was originally called the fun house yes. but i watched last house on dead end street the only place i could find it on youtube and like Three videos down was Art Vogel talking about <laughs> Last House on Dead End Street at some convention. I thought it was Wasteland, but it wasn't. Yeah, it, it just yeah. There's he a put few it out. People. I think there's a few people I know that would give it to me, but we'll get into that discussion. I just like I said, I think the story behind the movie is actually a lot more interesting. True, I thought it was really cool. Um. I know you didn't want to cover it, so I went ahead and watched the VHS anyhow. I watched The Clown Murders, 
which is on DVD for anybody that's looking. It's a bare-bones DVD floating around out there. Is this a John Candy movie? Yes, this is John Candy, early days of SCTV. This is fucked up, man. Well, he's not even... I don't even think SCTV was up and running, but he was doing Second City stuff. Oh, okay. And basically, in his spare time, he did a couple of things, and this was one of them. And it's basically, it's a movie with, it's not a horror movie, but it's basically rich people with rich people problems. Mm. And basically it happens on Halloween night. Uh, four dudes are jealous of their one best friend. They're all college buddies, like from 10 years ago, and they're all jealous of the one dude because he's successful and he's got this rich, hot-looking girlfriend or wife, I should say, and they all, like, had a chance back in college, but basically passed her up. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Ed Quillen. Ed Quillen <laughs> shitstorm of questions has started. He's broken the seal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just seen it flash, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it just... And the sad part is, I just don't even know how he's getting those in. But anyhow, um, it, it's yeah, it's literally rich people with rich people problems, and they decide to kidnap the dude's wife on Halloween night because they're all dressed up as clowns, and basically take her to her farmhouse she owns that she's going to level and basically make a mansion and do rich people things. <laughs> and the one dude that is like so jealous is basically you get the he's gonna basically get rapey and he finally realizes like after halfway through the kidnapping he he realizes that uh oh, this all this shit's all wrong and by that time the other guys are convinced like hey we should just sit here and make her a slave <laughs> and all this other stuff and it gets a little creepy gets kind of uh deliverance without the redneck gay sex kind of thing okay but it, it, it is a very rapey film, as you would put it, uh, in a lot of rapey overtones. But it's more dramatic, and just prepare yourself. If you do watch it, it is literally you are sitting there like, I, I, I you basically want everybody to die. Because you have nothing in common with these people. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. These people are all rich, got nothing else to do, except they're going to go kidnap the dude that they're jealous of, his wife, that's what they're going to do because they got nothing else to do. That's their big thing. That sounds that's, like a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> it's not bad in for 1976. Oh, wow. It's that old? Yeah. It, it, it has. The, it's cool to see a young John Candy like before he really busted out. And he's kind of... He's How to put it, he is... Basically, the guy they make fun of the whole time, even though he's part of the four that's kidnapping the wife. And when he's on screen, he's he's the straight man. He is John Belushi in this of Neighbors. Oh, I don't, I really could do and, shit now. And whose ever idea of that was, it was wrong. Because every second line coming out of a different actor's mouth is a fat joke towards John Candy. Which is kind of wrong and gets annoying. 
But I, like I said, is the movie horrible? No. Is it something to maybe check out because it is John Candy? Yes. And John but, Candy is a rapey dude? No. It, he's not one. He's basically the only one that's thinking straight throughout the whole entire okay. thing. He thinks it's a joke the whole time they're doing it. But by time things get out of hand, it's one of those things where he's not sure where to draw the line, what to do, how to go about it. You know, he's kind of helpless in this because he's always had a crush on the girl to begin with, but he was always cool too being the friend. I like John Candy. I don't know if I want to see him as a clown. Oh, fucking watch it. Screw it. Okay. Um, the other, the last movie that I checked out. Well, I did rewatch Jaws yesterday. I seen you sent me a text message. You were watching my dad on TV. Yeah. I, I just wanted you to know your dad was on TV and okay. I was drinking. And, you know, I watched that. And then I decided to watch a movie, another VH, that I decided to take out of the basement called Zombie Toxin. And I've this always is seen the, this this uh, VHS, but never seen the movie. Keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a movie I'm not going to go on a limb for. I'm not going to tell you you need to see it, Kyle. I'm here to tell you, stay away from it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you will feel like you've wasted 65 minutes of your life if you watch it. You know how you were talking about Wormwood's tagline? Yeah. Zombie Toxin's tagline is, Monty Python meets Dawn of the Dead. Huh. Sounds good. Two things I love. Had me interested. (laughs) Had me interested. But as I watched the movie, I didn't see any uh, Monty Python. I didn't see any Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) Hey, my theory holds sway. Fuck that shit. Uh, it, It just... Oh, I got a close Facebook. Ed is blowing it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. He keeps popping in my ear. Um, basically, at one point, there's an Adolf Hitler in this. Okay. Bootleg Adolf Hitler. <laughs> they allude to. Klaus Hitler. It's something like that, but the whole premise of the movie is basically some scientist and his assistant dump uh, an experimental formula they were working on. They dump it into the water supply of the Eng- English... By the way, this is from England. Okay. In- into the English countryside, and everybody starts drinking it and becomes zombies, and basically the bootleg Adolf wants to try to raise a new zombie, uh, Nazi zombie army and get the formula, but it mostly revolves around the scientist and his assistant the whole entire movie. They're, I think I'll stick with redneck zombies. Yeah, this there's there's a good bit of gore, and the gore is pretty cool. Uh, the dude that did the gore is Tom J. Moose, but he also directed, wrote, acted, edited, probably was the bathroom and catering guy on this movie. <laughs> Tom J. Moose sounds like a really awesome minor league baseball player. <laughs> yeah, it does. It as I put it, it, it like I was writing notes about it. It is one of the most random, chaotic zombie movies you could watch. Yeah, that's got me a little intrigued. I like that shit. 
and I'm not sure after I watched it and it ended, I wasn't sure it ended and I wasn't sure, <laughs> sure what I watched. It, 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 it might be a contender for that sweet spot of weirdness that I have. Like, whoosh, it's like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, man. I love, there's, there's a certain sweet spot where weird meets genius in Kyle's film mind. And like when, when worlds collide, when you get shit like spookies and treasure of the four crowns and making contact shit that if you sat down and explain the plot to somebody, they think you're drunk or crazy. Yes. And it, none of that really matters because it's just such an obscurity. Like, like, like a perfect example would be the dark backward. Uh, yeah. Like a sweet spot movie for me. Like, Hey, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's really gross, and Bill Paxton's in it, and he plays accordion, and he's a garbage man, and Judd Nelson grows an arm out of the middle of his back for no reason. I want to see that movie. This might, might hit that sweet spot. <laughs> Be glad you closed Facebook. I know, I hear it. Through my my <laughs> cell phone's fucking beeping every time it happens you sure Joe said a question as you're explaining what you're explaining. <laughs> and I can't help laughing. <laughs> it's a question. <laughs> You're gonna fucking shit yourself. All right. Okay. Uh, the, uh, questions. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna up the ante on the show here. By next week, uh huh, we, we'll have a message line. Oh god. Where you can call and leave messages. <laughs> That's not gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, I, I've been wanting to have a live call in. You know. Call in Sunday between this and this hour, and we'll, you talk to us. And I've always wanted to do that, just never been able to figure out how to do it on Skype. I think I can yeah. figure it out. I'll get it done. Okay. Give me but, a couple weeks, and, and, and it'll happen. But, yeah, le, uh, I was going to say, though, zombie toxin, it is a bit obscure. It's a bit weird. I just don't know. I could honestly say to people, hey, you're going to like this. You know what I mean? It's mm. just. And I wasn't quite sure what I watched when it was all said and done with. So, I, I mean, if you want me to save it for you, I will. But What, did you on the show? <laughs> no, just even the watch. Because it is on VHS, and I have it. Well, I can watch it on YouTube. Don't worry about it. Okay, because I, I already threw it in my dollar bin, or dollar boxes, as I usually do. Oh, so you'll have hipsters fighting over it. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. I somebody will be punching somebody in the face. <laughs> I could see it happening now. Give me that zombie toxin. Throw what? down. Ding ding ding. Hardcore match. They're gonna be like, oh my god, it's only a dollar. What are you doing? Hey, that's only a week until Horror Realm. You get to see that yes. shit go down next week. Yes, the movie schedule, and of course, like I said, I sent you a text. Anytime you're gonna come to Pittsburgh, you have hey. a place to sleep here, man. Well, you know what? I made, I went to the casino with a hundred bucks last night and walked out with 488. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I think I just paid for Wasteland Weekend. Yeah, that's I could, it. I could maybe make it to Horror Realm next week. It's all up to you, buddy. I might. I'll let you know. I'll think about it. Yeah, no pressure. Like I said, you know, if you want to come, you're more than welcome to hang out. No problem at all. It's all up to you. But yeah, it just, uh, 
I I ended up winning uh, fifty bucks playing poker last night. So, dude, I don't know. I was playing some Little Red Riding Hood slot machine called Little Red, and I'm not. I, I fully believe you're either born a lucky person or you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a lucky person, but I could not lose. Like, oh no! I was playing it because you don't. I I think mom likes to go to the casino. Sometimes I go and play. Sometimes I go and and just. You know, me and the girlfriend will go with mom or something, and we'll just fucking hang out and watch mom lose money or win money. And, or we'll always go eat cheap buffet or some shit like that, because it's only an hour away. Yeah. Last night, I was like, I, you want to play casino slots, you, you, you don't play. If you want to win, you can't, like, play 50 cents a pop. You got to play at least a dollar a pop, which is what I was doing. I was like, you know what? I, I've got 40 bucks. If I lose it, it's not going to break me. I've rode that forty dollars all the way up to four hundred and fucking eighty-eight bucks, man. Hey, that's and the I way to like, do it. Fucking, man. I'm done. Yeah, that's the way to do it too. And you knew it was time to get out when you did. Damn right, yeah. Because there's a good chance if you would have stayed playing at like fifteen minutes later, you you're down twenty bucks. Uh huh. So, so you you did it the right way. Yeah, I've never done anything like that before. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe it might make it to poor realm. I mean, Spookies is playing. I feel like I should be. Well, it's only <laughs> you know, it's it's not a thirty-five millimeter print like oh. you know the Alamo Draft House. Unfortunately, I yeah. can't believe that even exists. I. It's crazy. That's fucking uh, nuts. That is that's that is beyond crazy. But anyhow, do you want to do? Oh, you got to do the movies you watched. Oh, hold on, I'm a. Because I was gonna say I I got something for Can You Dig It also. Oh, I've got so many Can You Dig It's it's ridiculous. It better have nothing to do with Spock. Um, no. <laughs> What's it? Hey, uh, you know, from Portland to Pittsburgh is only five hours and three minutes away. <laughs> it's all up to you, dude. I will let you know. I'm I'm looking on Google Maps. It's only five hours and six minutes away. No fucking way! Breaking news. What's that? I am seeing Blu-rays of 1990 The Bronx Warriors from Blue Underground. Oh, that's been a, I thought that was announced already. Now, yeah, it probably was, but I didn't see the announcement. June 30th, I'm seeing 1990 The Bronx Warriors, New Barbarians, and Escape from the Bronx. All on the same... Is it like a triple feature? It, no, they're all separate. It's a Blu-ray DVD combo collector's edition. Now they all look like they're going for about seventeen ninety nine a piece. That's not bad price. No, it isn't, and I would really kind of like to see Escape from the Bronx because I've never seen that one. I believe. Not a bad price. No, it I, isn't. I, I think it, you know what I would I would totally jump on that if it was like fifteen bucks on a mm-hmm. three pack. Because I just got in that one we found last week that has I, I ten bucks brand new. Blu-ray, I got a four-disc feature with a Flash Gordon, Last Starfighter, the Battlestar Galactica movie, and Dune. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you were talking about yeah. that because I was, I back in the day, and I know we talked about the when uh who was it Shriek something Shriek show Shriek yeah when they put that uh three pack out and it was the Bronx Warriors, New Barbarians, and there was another one three pack out and they had some kind of sale on their website where literally I got those movies for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. 
it just it was awesome. I still had those great DVDs. I it's been a long time since I've revisited them, so it might be cool to. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a Blu-rays. I agree with you on that. Well, get ready for the the fucking shit festival of movies I saw this week. Okay. I'm just gonna go through them fast because they all are kind of crappy. Well, the first okay. three are. Uh, I watched Sky Captain of the World tomorrow. Terrible. Oh, terrible. I, okay, terrible. I'm sitting there. I'm just like trying to think what the hell. And... Uh, I watched also watched uh, Public Enemies. Uh, good job, Michael Mann. You're a filmmaker that I like. You make John <laughs> Dillinger boring. Mm. Uh, that's really hard to do. That's the one with Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, and Christian Bale. Boring as all get. I don't know. You have to really go out of your way to make John Dillinger boring. And I watched it because John Dillinger is from around, well, history lesson with Kyle time here. My grandma has some fucking stories. And my grandma, like where I live in Portland, you can throw a rock and you're in Ohio. It's like right on the Ohio line. And uh, she used to live in a farmhouse when she was a kid. She's 80 some years old now, 81. And John Dillinger, he's been all around here. He's been in, not in Portland, but he's yeah did some shit in Muncie that I've talked about on the show. A lot of places in Ohio. He's around me. And when she was a kid, she the her mom and dad during the Great Depression housed Dillinger for three days. Oh, and he gave them sixty five bucks. And and just like he was a folk hero. He's like Robin Hood. Yeah, around yeah, here. But, yeah. Good job. You made it, you made John Dillinger fucking boring. So I can't recommend that at all. Hmm. Um, I bought it for my mom for like her birthday or something a while back. I bet your mom would say the same thing, dude. It's just my bullshit. mom believes Johnny Depp can do no wrong. Oh, does your mom like, no, maybe we need to talk. Maybe we need to connect your mom with Corey G. Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp can do no wrong. Yeah, Johnny mom, Depp. It, it's like Jason Statham, uh, you know. Jason it's, Statham, John, John, Johnny Depp's stock is plummeting. That dude it, needs to cut it out. Put it this way. If Statham and Depp are in the same movie, her her head would explode. Cool. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to. She can't. Watch them coexist in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, uh, I watched, um, oh, not Marky Mark. Who's Marky Mark's older brother? Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie, yeah. Uh, I watched Donnie Wahlberg go full retard in Dreamcatcher. A movie I've never seen. The Stephen King movie? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I've it's, watched that. It's got ass blasters. Yeah, I was going to say, I watched that recently again. It's not a bad film, it's I so feel. It's so weird. I, I kind of, it, it's not, it's not in any way, shape, or form a good movie. But it is See, so I, interesting and weird. Yes. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is fucking shoot aliens in a helicopter. You're just like, what? Mr. Quay. I need to find Mr. Quay. And you're just like, what? What is happening in this fucking movie, man? <laughs> fucking ass blasters. That's all I got to say. See, I like, and I like the end too. Oh, where they find Mr. Gray in the, like, water filtration plant? Yes. Mm. They could take it or leave it. I mean, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good. 
I had some weird shit going on, but I watched that. Speaking of Denzel Washington doing the same movie over and over again, and us like it, what do you feel about Man on Fire? It's a remake that I didn't know yeah. was a remake. Oh, yeah, 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 I, have, I like it. I like it. It's it's pretty good. It's a fucking awesome revenge movie, and it might as well... It, uh, the Equalizer could have been Man on Fire Part 2. Yes. Just directed by a different director with a lot less flair. Yes. In America instead of Mexico, but... I wonder if you noticed this, everybody. Next time you watch a Denzel Washington movie, did you see his fucked up finger? No. Dude, check it out, man. It's disgusting to look at. It's it's on prominent display in Man on Fire. And the only reason I would notice it is because I can't stand broken bones. Yeah. One of his pinky fingers goes to the first knuckle and then shoots 90 degrees sideways. <laughs> I'm telling you. He kind of looks like an old uh, football player. You ever see some of the football players, like their fingers and well, stuff? Well, it's like he broke his pinky finger and never like went to the doctor to get it set. It just grows at a 90-degree angle. It's it's really fucking creepy to look at. and You could see it in Man on Fire where he puts the bomb in the guy's butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just so, it just cre- creeps me out. <laughs> because he's putting the bomb in the dude's butt or his finger. His finger! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try to, I'm, I'm googling Denzel Washington's finger right now. <laughs> there it is! Oh, I got such a fucking perfect picture of it, I gotta send it to you. Now, maybe it doesn't go at a 90 degree angle, it goes at a 40, maybe a 30 degree angle. Oh, there's a super crazy fucking picture of it, you guys, it's, it's really, like, fucking disarming. <laughs> I watched that. I watched the really good movie called The Iceman. About, it's got, oh, I can't think of it. Does it have anything to do with 48 Hours? No. Um, <laughs> it's got Michael were, Shannon in it. Because they were looking for the Iceman. Yeah, it's got Michael Shannon in it doing his best Clint Eastwood impression from the 70s. And it's really good. It's based on a true story. About this mob guy called the Iceman, where Stone Cold Steve Austin got his name because this guy had a pretty famous documentary on HBO called The Iceman Tapes, where he confessed to all his murders, killed like 160 dudes. Mm-hmm. It's just this guy killing people, and Michael Shannon is like an unfeeling golem of destruction, and it's, it's fucking real good. It's on uh, Netflix, and I watched a I watched a documentary called The Truth About the Freemasons. But they Why? run the country. I don't know. Conspiracy theories fascinate me, although. Yeah, I could understand that. You know, nine, nine out of ten of them are just fucking crazy people and their crazy problems and crazy theories. But that's all I watch, sir. But I wanted to float, but well, that's not all I watch because I watched Thunderdome again. Oh, Jesus Christ. I want to float a theory by you about okay. Thunderdome. Okay. So. Okay, Thunderdome, the fight in Thunderdome. God damn it, Ed, stop it. <laughs> That's all it's ringing in my okay. ear. The fight in Thunderdome, and I've I, I thought about this a couple times. Okay, Mad Max, you know, enters in the deal to kill the body, keep the brain. We're going to destroy Blaster. We're going to keep yeah. Master because, you know, we're going to take the muscle away from the brain. We're just going to exploit him because he's a genius that knows how to make shit work. Mm-hmm. So he enters into Thunderdome, fights him, and then 
for no, like, knocks the big diving helmet off a of Master Blaster, or Ma- yes. Blaster, and then notices he's retarded. Yes. And then it's like, it's like, oh my god, you know, this wasn't part of the deal. Okay, later on in that movie, there's always been the, you know, argument, does Bruce Spence's character, does he play the same guy as, as he did in The Road Warrior in Thunderdome? And we say he does, because he's got that picture of the chick that he took off with in Road Warrior. Yes. And he kind of recognizes, he recognizes Mad Max straight off. Yes. Like, when Thunderdome happens. Okay, do you think, okay, in the original Mad Max, when Max decides he's had enough and he's going to go to the country with his family, and he's going to go, I don't know if that's his mom or his wife's mom. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Am I supposed to believe, because there's a big hulking retarded guy that Max beats in the woods. Yes, that is. Do you think that's Blaster? Yeah. That is, you know what, It's as you were going with this. it makes sense. It makes sense to me, but I think it's one of those instances where it could be the same guy playing it. No, I don't think it is the same guy. I See, think I it's thought supposed it to be was. the same character. I don't think it's supposed to be the same character. But I, I know I, I could see where you're going with that. I think it is because because he when he knocks that helmet off, he acts like he recognizes who that was. And when Bruce Spence shows up, he Bruce Spence clearly recognizes that that's Max. I think that is supposed to be to make you believe that that is the same character from part one because you got to remember. Thunderdome was a mess directorially because there were, one of the directors died on set in a plane or a helicopter wreck. And that's kind of why I don't think so, but everybody else thinks it's a shitty fucking movie. I don't think it's shitty. I just think it could have been so much better. Yeah, hadn't that one dude died. I think you're right, but I, I, don't I, know. I mean, I, I will argue be... with you and I understand it's more fun just to argue about that mm-hmm. stuff, but I truly never... believe that movie should have been like a hundred percent better than what it was. Yeah, you're right, but I love it, and and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. God damn it! But gosh, I forgot what else. You want to do some? Can you dig it, sir? Sure. Okie doke. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Uh, so, I don't know if you're aware. Well, you're probably aware, but you know uh, Shout Factory is putting out Escape from New York, right? Uh, yes, I thought I've seen that, yeah. Uh, they have announced, it's two discs, and the special features, they've announced them, are pretty cool. You've got uh, a new 2K high-definition scan of the inner positive struck from the original negative. I don't know tech, but that sounds like it's going to be pretty good. A new, new, this is cool, new audio commentary with actress Adrienne Barbeau and Dean Cundy. And you've got the original commentary with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. And another commentary with producer Deborah Hill. And production designer Joe Alvarez. Well, Deborah Hill is dead, so how old is that that commentary? But uh, disc two is all the special features. One called uh, 
big challenges in Little Manhattan, the visual effects of Escape from New York. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, scoring the Escape, a discussion with the composer Alan Howarth. Uh, on set with John Carpenter, the images of Escape from New York with photographer Kim Gottlieb Walker. New I Am Taylor, an interview with actor Joe Unger. Ooh, that name is familiar. Who is Joe Unger? Name sounds familiar. I know. I'm going to look him up. He's super fucking familiar. Joe Unger. Actor. Nightmare on Elm Street. Total Recall. Roadhouse. Told you it sounded familiar. This He must be one of those guys. You know what I mean? Yep. Must be. All kind of good shit. But anyway. Uh, the, this is what I really wanted it to be on there. Cause I've never seen this except for on, on fucking YouTube. Uh, the original deleted scene of where they, the opening bank robbery sequence. I have that. Yeah. It's really fucking have, cool. Yeah. I have that special edition DVD. It had the opening and everything. To I, got the, the, I got the shit version snapper case fucking DVD. Oh, see, I have that. That like, the, I believe it's two discs. The, that, special edition and it has adrian barboa's signature on it oh sweet yeah it got that quite a while ago when it first came out i'm forgetting who first put that out but it's the great i mean it it's kind of like getting that uh two disc big trouble in little china i don't have that either oh dude great stuff i know I don't it, have that either. It's great stuff. Because it blew my mom's mind when I started showing her that extra stuff on it. Sweet. And you also got theatrical trailers and photo galleries and a re- return to Escape from New York featurette. So, and a bunch of good shit on there. I bet that's going to be 26 27 bucks. More than likely. But hey, you know, if you're a fan of that movie, and I'm, I'm a fan, but I'm not that big of a fan of that. Cause mm-hmm. That's like... That's the movie I think is like this big action-packed thing, and, it, and it's just not. I don't know why I can't fucking divorce myself from that idea. On with the candy diggits. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve, uh, director of Prisoners, who... I don't think you've seen Prisoners yet, have you? No, I have not. Fucking terrific. You should check it out. Director of Prisoners and uh, that enemy movie that I didn't like at all with Jake Gyllenhaal and a giant spider. Um, mm-hmm. Are you excited that this guy is going to direct Blade Runner 2 with Harrison Ford returning? I honestly don't give a flying are you fart about are... Blade Runner 2. Are you, guys, are you I... one of the dudes that don't like Blade Runner? No, no, no. I don't have a problem with the movie. I just, it's one of those things like, I feel like I should be excited, and I am absolutely don't give a flying fart hole. You know what I, I mean? Know, dude. There are I just, two people, two people out there, two actors that I have, I'm convinced have completely checked the fuck out and just show up. Harrison Ford being one and Bruce Willis being the other. And their movies have just taken a complete fucking nosedive into a shit fucking tornado. They suck anymore. They don't even try. Yeah, I was going to say, I absolutely, I just, it's sad to say it, but I just don't care. You know what I mean? I just, I, I feel like I should. And I know there's a lot of fans in the sci-fi community that are like beyond excited. Like they got super boners over this, but 
I absolutely have no interest. I don't care. I mean, my man Rucker Howard is gone. Yeah. So I, I just, and I mean, I, I just have, I feel like I should care, but I just don't. I'm with I, you. I'm with you. The time has passed. Yeah. It just, I don't care if this might have been like the mid eighties. Like we're talking 86, 87, five years or so after it. Oh yeah. I'd probably be first in line. Now, I'm kind of like, um, well, when, like you said, it screams paycheck. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the Star Wars thing. For me, at least, anyway. It, it, it's not like you're coming in to do something that, eh, it's going to be pretty cool. No, you're coming in, one, paycheck, two, this should have been done way too many years ago. It, it's just, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, the thing when that prequel came out is kind of like I would have been excited about this if it was 1992 <laughs> or um, like 1986. Yeah, but I can't bring myself to being excited by that. Not that I'm jaded by it. It just too much time has passed. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this director because I really loved Prisoners, and there's a lot. Like you need to go out of your way to see Prisoners. It's real fucking like. Hugh Jackman can actually act and be terrifying and, and, and shit. And it's just, it's a fucking fantastic ass movie. But God damn, Harrison Ford doesn't draw the fucking love that I, that I used to have for the guy. I mean, he even kind of called it in for Indiana Jones, dude. I, I know what you're saying. I, and believe me, I'm kind of like you with, Thunderdome. I defend that movie. You'll defend to Crystal Skull like I defend Thunderdome? Yeah, for the most part. I won't say it's the best of the series. No. no. Could it have been a better movie? Yes, yeah. it could. But is it a horrible uh, piece of crap like some people say? No. I think they're wrong. I like that movie. I like Crystal Skull. I will defend it like you defend Beyond Thunderdome. But... Uh, Blade Runner? No. I'm not going to defend that. Fair enough. Uh, uh, another blue, did you see this Blu-ray release? Uh, Blu-ray from a whisker to a whisper, <laughs> Jesus Christ, from a whisper to a scream is coming out. I thought I seen something on Jeff that. Jeff Burr, baby. Yeah, I thought Mr. I seen Price's something on Price's last that. horror movie. It's got, it's got a bunch of special features. It's got Return to Oldfield, a making of From a Whisper to a Scream. Feature-length documentary about the making of the movie, starring Jeff Burr, our buddy, uh, producer Darren Scott, C. Courtney Joyner, who you know. Yeah, he's a big Full Moon guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's not only a Full Moon dude, but he's done a couple of things with a lot of other people we know, like Wynorski and people of that ilk. Well, this is why you want to buy this one. Audio commentary with writer-director Jeff Burr. And if any of the stories are as cool as the stories he told at Wasteland, even though this isn't like this like biggest popular movie, you'll want to listen to it because Jeff Burr's got some crazy fucking stories about this movie, and boats and Vincent Price and yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. What else we got? I closed the thing. Um, would you would you want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a zombie movie? 
He should have been in uh, Omega Man. Yeah, they tried to do that like a couple different times. It's never happened. Should have happened. Yes. Should have happened. Would, yeah. would, would I Am Legend be any better if it was the same movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't think so. I think it would have been a different movie for one. Two, I think, I mean, Will Smith should have never been attached to it, but two, I think if they would have made it in the early 90s when they were attempting to do it, I think it would have been better at least for me. I don't know about anybody else. I think I would have been happier with it then. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger's zombie movie is called Maggie, and the synopsis is Maggie tells the story of a deadly zombie virus that has put a plague on the world. When Maggie, a vivacious young woman, becomes infected, her father brings her home to let her be with her family. As Maggie conditions, as Maggie's condition worsens, the relationship between her father and daughter is tested. It'll star Abigail Breslin. I don't know who that is. I don't know any of these other people. But I, I, I want to see Arnold punch. Arnold's man. I don't know, dude. Arnold, I love you, but. I kind of want to throw you in in that Bruce Willis fucking Harrison Ford Captain Paycheck territory. You did one killer movie coming back. Yeah, I'm willing to see how this goes down. Sure. I'm willing to see how this goes down, but give me Conan. Oh, man, yes. Give me Conan. Just... Give me Conan and... Well, you saw what he said the other day. I don't care what he does after that. No, what? I've seen he... Well, in case anybody... Terminator 6? Yeah, I was going to say, if you're not saying that, in case anybody missed it, apparently he's doing another Terminator movie. I don't know if anybody else is doing one, but he is. He's going to degenerate it to like a fucking... Goddamn web series. <laughs> Honest to God, that's what I got out of it. Was, he's doing one. We don't know if anybody else is doing one. <laughs> Arnold just out there with a cell phone. Shooting his Terminator 6 movie. Banging fucking Mexican day maids. That was what I got out of it. <laughs> he's Arnold. I guess he gets a free pass by me. I like that dude, but I love him. Coming I, I, back, he's only made the one good movie. Sabotage sucked. Uh, what was the other one? Escape I still got Plan sabotage. was. What's the, I liked Escape uh, Plan. I thought it was dumb as a box of nails. But l- the Last Stand. That was the the good one. Yeah, that movie yes. was fucking badass. Uh, that's a great one. I've been wanting to watch that again too. And uh, that's a great one. Can I get my Can I get my ro- uh, Running Man too? With the, with, with the reality shows out of control right now, wouldn't that be fucking like the obvious choice? You would think, and we've talked about this a couple of times, that I just, they can't do a sequel to it, dude. Why? It just, it ended. It world would have to well, come back. Blade Runner ended, but we're getting that. <laughs> True. God damn, how many times does Leatherface have to come back? Maybe. <laughs> that ended Maybe. nine times already? Watch it be where Arnold, like, they have, like, that was one of the first things they went to him. Hey, we want to do Running Man, too. And Arnold's just like, no, no, I don't want to be Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs) 
that. Where's my paycheck? But he's, but he's gonna go do Terminator 6. I don't know why he thinks, like, that's his crowning achievement in franchise. Like, it probably is. But you know it, what? I, yeah, I'm with you. Give me the King Conan, goddammit. Old Arnold Schwarzenegger is a crusty, out of it, fucking had enough of life king. Yes, I want that movie. Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I, I see exactly what you're saying, that, and I could see him seeing Terminator is that crown jewel. Yeah. But, if you're gonna go off the deep end. Which I think is fair to say that he already has. Yes, if you're going to go at every paycheck deep you can end, get. give me Predator 3. Oh. Go King Conan, give me Predator, or I should say Predator 4, or Aliens vs. Predator with Arnold in it. Give me something like that. If you're going to go off the deep end, do it in flames, man. <laughs> do it in flames. Sure. That's all I can say. Oh, gosh, we got more Can You Dig It? So I should actually probably stop because Ed Quillen has exploded our fucking <laughs> Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just, don't even pay attention. Okay, here's here's something cool. I, I, this is out right now. Well, okay. it's out on that. We, we have the discussion. I don't know what is technically out and what is technically isn't out. I don't think you can go buy this DVD at, like, Walmart or anything but you can get it on Xbox and PlayStation and VOD and all this shit. Uh, Richard Stanley, director of hardware that we watched a couple yes, weeks ago. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I've yeah, seen that. His, his documentary is uh, all about how he got kicked off of the island of Dr. Moreau and snuck back on as a monster in makeup mm-hmm. is out. Uh, it's called Lost Soul, The Doom Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. Are you interested in seeing this? Because I think it looks pretty cool. I am somewhat interested just for the mere reason I remember reading the the Fangoria issue that covered this. It was something that's very interesting to a movie to a subpar movie. Oh God, uh, God awful fucking movie that nobody even remembers. Which, by the way, was what what was it? The second time being remade. Yeah, I think there's that one movie in the 70s that is – well, didn't Hammer do a Dr. Moreau – Island of Dr. Moreau movie? But it was well, it called was, something yeah. different. Yeah, it might – because I was even going to say, if you're going to go that route, Full Moon did their own version of Dr. Moreau too, which I have on my shelf. Yeah. But there was a version in 33 or 34, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's a 70s version, the, too. The, yeah, there's a 77 version, and then there's that, what is it, 96 that came yeah, out? something like that. There were, in, it just, it's a movie that totally went off the rails. I mean, it's a he movie. It was fired people, in day number two. Yeah, like, people totally forget that movie. They remember all the stories about Cursed and all that whole complete clusterfuck was and i really wanted to hate that movie (laughs) um but island of dr moreau that movie literally that it again it's kind of like what we're going to talk about later with last house on dead end street the stuff that was happening behind the scenes Mm -hmm. in the stories around that movie were more interesting than whatever that movie would ever you know, was going to become to begin with. 
because we were hearing it, and this is before the internet, we're hearing stories not just in Fango, we're hearing stories in the papers about this movie. Well, I want to see this just because I, I think Marlon Brando's probably a just complete jerk. Oh, yeah. And it goes into that, and I watched the trailer, and evidently, like, Richard Stanley just got all fed up with it, and he says in the, in the, in the trailer for the movie, I got so sick and tired of all this bullshit, I resorted to witchcraft to ruin the movie. I'm like, this is an interesting guy. I need to check this dude out. Well, I mean, you look at the movies he made, but he kind of, like, after that movie happened, I don't know if he was blackballed, but he was kind of... Most likely. Uh, I don't even know if you want to call him a recluse, but basically he just couldn't get a job. Well, he's a documentarian by trade. Like, he's not a... a he does documentaries. He doesn't do, like, movie movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was one of those things that kind of like, hey, you're never going to work in this town again. Yeah, you know? it was exactly like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just like anybody that knows what I'm talking about, the Fangoria magazines, I'd say, like, uh, late 95, I think, or summer of 95, I believe it was, or summer yeah. of 96, uh, he wrote a diary for, like, Fango mm-hmm. that was noting down what happens in this documentary, which, and like you, I, I, you know, is this something that piques my interest? Yes. More than a lot of the documentaries that's out there, because, I've always wondered about this. I mean, it's kind of like, and I brought up Cursed earlier. Cursed was a movie. I want to see a documentary on that movie. I, just because that was another movie. I we tried to do that like four different times, and it just kept Yeah, that happening. movie was supposed to be such a train wreck. And the sad part is, I wanted to go into that, hoping it was the worst movie I ever saw. And I'm not saying it's good, but it kind of disappointed me. It wasn't the worst movie I ever saw. <laughs> no. It was, it was it's not, it's not of, Neighbors. Yes. It, it, it wasn't Troll 2 for the critics. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I was, oh man, I was in line the night Curse came out because I wanted, you wanted to, to be see, the train wreck. I wanted to be like witnessing the train wreck at that 7 o'clock showing. I wanted to be that guy, and it just it didn't happen. But there was a lot of because remember what is it? Christina Ricci's character in it. I watched that actually, movie once, dude. She's actually supposed to be the girlfriend of her brother, brother's character that's in the movie, like in the finished product. It's a brother and sister. In the the original version of the movie, they're like. Bumping uglies. <laughs> it just didn't. It, like, and there's whole. Because there, it was crazy because the whole point of the movie was 99% of it got reshot. Mm-hmm. And, like, Corey Feldman got completely written out of the script and they already filmed, Wait, like. Feldman was supposed to be in that movie? He, he had something like 14 pages of script or something is the rumor and they shot it. And literally, they watched it, and poor Feldman. They were like, yeah, they were like, we don't need Corey Feldman. God and there was somebody, there was another named person that they got rid of completely too. Wasn't it uh, Furlong? 
It might have been. It, there was a ton of people attached to the project. Yeah. But going back to, like, this stuff with, uh, I hope it is available out there on DVD. I want to see it. I want to get it. Because if, if you get a copy, I, like I said, I would love to see this. Because if this is something, like, if I got the money, I'm looking for movies on Amazon and that thing's going for like 10 bucks, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you right now, I will buy it because it's, I want to see well, it. I'm, I'm going to get it off of VOD tonight after the show, so. Yeah, like, like I said, let me know because it, it is, it's a very interesting thing. I don't think there is a ton of horror fans that this will excite, but I'm telling you, go back, you know, Google it, Mm -hmm. go check it out. It's worth the time and effort. You might be interested in this. It's just, I want to see it. So, okay, here we go. It's fucking question time. Holy oh shit. no! Before that, what's that? I got, got a candy, candy tickets. Now I got. I definitely got one for you. Oh my god! I'm just looking at our questions. There's like a hundred. <laughs> I got a can you dig it for you? Okay. Can you dig it? There is a lot of movie websites. I don't know how the story the story started. I don't know where it came from, but I guess. From what I've read on a few people's sites this past week, before Spock basically stopped all social media. Mm-hmm. At, hey, at least it wasn't a fucking Batman thing. That explodes the internet like nothing else. Yeah. I guess either Jodie Foster made a comment on Twitter or somebody asked her indirectly on Twitter and she actually answered the question. <laughs> Apparently... Jodie Foster, it's been floated out there now that Jodie Foster is very interested in being Clarice Sterling in the Hannibal series. I've got no frame of reference because I I, I stopped at at episode – I haven't even got to Lance Hendrickson yet. Okay. But you know what? Hey, awesome. Because this goes back to – you know, she was Clary Sterling in Silence of the Lambs. But this goes back to, this went from, okay, hey, we're gonna be filming, like last, this goes back to last year, they're, you know, doing, at Comic Con, as San Diego Comic Con, they floated it out there, hey, we're gonna introduce the Clary Sterling, uh, Oh, so character. She, she's gonna be in the TV show then. They just haven't gotten yeah. to it yet. Yeah, they haven't got to it yet. But the, what was it, Paramount or Universal, that was the only thing they owned was that name and they were making jokes of it that they were going to uh <laughs> color Claire stars so you know just making jokes about it well a few weeks went by and of course social media eventually like it started building and somehow they got the rights to that name where that was the only thing they didn't own of the whole like Hannibal movie series whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it books and it, it, it like disappeared and then this past week, you know, cause they are looking into actresses that are going to play Clarice Sterling, but they haven't said, is it going to happen in season three? They've definitely said if there's going to be a season four, that's going to be a big part of season four, but there's supposed to be some kind of introduction at some point in season three, whether it's on screen or just said subtly by the characters at some point it's supposed to happen. Well, apparently now, 
Jodie Foster is out. Now, whether she's talking to them or it was their idea, but apparently she answered somebody's question on Twitter, and there's a bunch of entertainment websites running with this idea now that she is going to be clearest Sterling on the show. Could you dig it? Yeah, I think that's going to end up if, if the studio wants to pony up the money to get her or not. That's what I was wondering. It kind of sounds like she's floating that out there maybe for a paycheck. Yep. That's I don't want to think that about about it, but I don't put anything past anybody anymore. No, no, and that's uh, that's why I want to see what your thoughts were on it. I could dig it. Anybody can be. Anybody's got to be better than Julianne Moore. I liked her. I understood why she did it. That Julianne Moore is different than Julianne Moore now. I mean, you know, true, true, very true. But anyhow. Um, the other can you dig it? Series. <laughs> yes, the, the other can you dig it? Alien Five. Fuck it's yeah! Go, it's going down. It's happening. Are you all for Neil Blomkamp? Yes. His idea that Sigourney Weaver will die at the end of this. Whoa, 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 whoa! How many times? Okay, whatever. You could tell me that. I'm not gonna believe it. Because this is a series, we're going to get Alien 7, we're going to get Alien yes. 9, it might be 30 years down the road, that character will live on forever. At this point, cr- what, she's like 4,000 years old? <laughs> yeah, he's claiming, Whatever. yeah, he's claiming he will not ignore Alien 3 and Alien 4 Resurrection. But he will, or he will He will not. Okay, because I've said- I, I read that he it is ignoring 3 and 4. He claims he has a way for the script to work, not that they would be intricate parts. You know what I mean? Sure. But he claims he's not going to completely ignore those storylines that did happen. But the majority of this movie, of course, is right after the second film. Sigourney Weaver will be in it. So we're getting Michael Bean. Yes, we are getting Michael Bean. So it sounds it's like he definitely- is ignoring three. He is, but he, yeah, but he claims he has something that alien fans will see or he's going to make reference to three and four. I don't know how he's going to do this, but apparently also too, like, this is it. Even Sigourney Weaver's on board that basically she's going to die at the end of this. Now, like you said, God only knows, but. He's on board, and he's also acting like he has other alien storylines out there, and he's even mentioned the Predator line. See, that was what I was going to say. I'd love Neil Blomkamp to resurrect that series, too. So Seems like the right guy for the job. I'm all for it. Yes. That is the point. Can you dig it? Yes, I can. But this is the one thing that I don't want. Okay, Alien is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then all the ones after that have been like pretty much action movies, right? Somewhat, yes. But more action than a, the straight-up horror movie that the first one was. Now, Neil Blomkamp, I don't want pelted over the head with social commentary like in Elysium, which I loved, mm-hmm. and District 9. I just yes. want – I mean, I don't think that – And Chappie now. Well, I'll, I'm going to restrain myself until next week when I see that because Chappie – the first saw the the first tra- trailer I I saw for it I was like this 
fuck this. And then the second trailer I saw, I was like, I want to see this fucking movie. It looks badass. <laughs> so I don't know. I really like Neil Baumkamp. I just don't want pelted over the head with, like, co- social commentary in my alien movie where I don't believe it belongs. It's in fucking space. Thousands of years past anything he's got to say now. I don't think it needs to. I'm willing to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because I think he's a hell of a filmmaker. I think, like, him... Edgar Wright are, are two of the best we have right now in, you know, quote-unquote genre films. Mm-hmm. The guy gets a pass from me. Fuck yeah. Do it, dude. Bring, yeah, bring fucking you... RoboCop in, for God's sakes. I don't care. Bring yeah, that motherfucker I'm, in. I, I, I'm curious to see where he goes with it, so that's why I've wanted to, you know, bring yeah. it up. Now, so, my, but anyway. my opinion could completely do a 180 next week when I see Chappie. I don't know. But I'm gonna go see Chappie. Okay. So, uh, Neil Blomkamp, you, you know, it could, it could wildly change. I could say fuck Alien 5 next week. Yep. Okay, you ready for all these Hit questions? It. Jesus Christ, here we go. Okay, well, I'm gonna start with one on another page okay. first. And I have to go looking for another one before I get into the Ed Quinlan, Joe Garcia crazy question, question show. Form. Well, well, yes. let's, hold Teach- on. Let's take a break. Okay. Because, okay. Because this is going to be a long one. And we'll be right back. unprecedented expedition once they made history i must see to it that you die now they are history bill and ted are dead welcome to hell it's the grim reaper dude how's it hanging death but they're having one hell of a time this is not what i expected this place to look like at all we got totally lied to by our album covers man Taking in the sights. Not bad, dude. We totally knew a guy got one of those in his bucket of chicken. Making new friends. Excuse us, dude. But is there any way we can get back? You may challenge me to a contest. J7. You have sunk my battleship. Excellent! Best two out of three. What? Enjoying the family. <laughs> no way! Invading the present. I totally possess my dad. Battling the future. You metal, dude! Excuse us, but your shoes are untied. I can't believe we just mailed a death! And meeting their maker. Guy, congratulations on Earth! Not to mention your other great planets Mars, Jupiter, Uranus. It's the comeback 
of all time. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It's a trip. Best of seven? Damn right! Left hand red. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Okay, first question. <laughs> There's more still coming I know. in. First question: Bringing T-shirt Joe wants to know: Bringing back geriatric actors to sell a sequel is pretty stupid. Why do fans complain that Hollywood doesn't do anything original? Excuse me. Then get excited when they give us the same old shit. Such as I'm not sure I understand. Basically, he wants to know why people bitch about, like, Harrison Ford. Uh, like we've just Willis. been doing. Yeah, and then they bring back, you know, Die Hard 7. I'm, I'm done with those. No, the Die Hards, well, I'll say it like this. I'm excited for the new Alien movie because Alien, we got a director now that's really good. Prometheus is a big fucking pile of crap. Um yep. And oh, that was the other thing. Blaming uh, Camp or whatever his last name is, he said this will have nothing to do or connect Prometheus. Good, to. good, good. That's not even that. When they put that out and they said this is in the Alien universe, man, that was just a fucking marketing gimmick. Yeah, that, well, they was. couldn't even make up no, their mind. No. They, they, they were like, oh yeah, this is. Oh no, it's not. You know, it just. You had a, you had a monster mind, that first. looked like a, a quasi-alien at the end. Good, big fucking whoop. Yeah. But I think we're all excited because Alien deserves a good movie. I think mm-hmm. we haven't got a good Alien movie in since Resurrection. Every every genre fan loves the Alien. It's so unique, so creepy. You 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 don't you can't kill it. It's got acid for blood. It's it's just so cool. It could live forever. That's why I'm excited. I love that alien design. It's it's fucking amazing. Predator two, same thing. That's such a unique character. And that that uh, the same excuse. That's you know we haven't had a really good Predator movie in since well arguably the first one. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing, just... Okay, we'll get to it. I know it's a question. 
Uh, well, before I forget, I wanted to bring. Can you dig it? And I seen you commented on it. The lava lantula that's coming to Sci-Fi Only Channel. Only if he fights big ass spider. Well, did you hear what this is basically? This movie I, is a movie called Lava Lantula. I can imagine. It's yes, a lava spider. It's it's lava spiders okay. meet a police academy reunion. Sci-Fi Channel. Wait a minute, hold on. You mean like like legit? <laughs> like they're gonna have Gutenberg and, and Bobcat and everybody yeah. in there is gonna fight a big lava spider? This, yeah, Michael Winslow's Dude, on board. They sucked this yes. out of your brain too, didn't they? <laughs> so I have brought it up. That's why I no, I didn't know pod. that part. I just saw the thing that says Lava Angela, and I was like, "Well, I know what that movie's about." I could have never dreamed that it was going to happen at a police academy reunion. Because when I read about that and heard about that, I was like, man, I really got to start locking my door, Dude, people. You need to <laughs> like seriously I'm being... start tapping that shit. You got, you got movie ideas on tap coming out of your brain when you sleep. I'm getting alien probed anymore. You've got one of those things, like that Married with Children episode where the alien showed up to steal Al's socks. Dudes are just yes. showing up to steal your dreams to make into movies. You need to get a cut of that somehow. Dude, I am literally, I feel like a 12-year-old <laughs> with all these movies coming up. Like, there was another I'm one like... the other day. Did you see Alien Tampon? <laughs> no. <laughs> Alien Tampon, going to be a movie. And I'm like, well, they sucked that out of Tim's brain. <laughs> I love it. I'm like a 12-year-old man in a candy store. I'm loving this shit. This is, for me, I am so excited for the movies in the past six months and what's to come. I can't, like, I, it, it just, it's amazing. I'm just crazy. Uh, Craig Everett Earl gives us okay. a question. If you put crack on a cracker while shooting off firecrackers, which one should you eat, which one should you smoke, and which one should you snort? Oh. <laughs> you know, I was listening to a really old episode the other day, and when we got a question like this uh, we didn't know the answer to, the answer was always just Sabu. So, Sabu. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You could do that in a way you're not supposed to and really get fucked up, so I wouldn't appreciate, I wouldn't approach that. Okay, hold on here. I think Quinlan has broke my Facebook page. He probably fucking down the website, man. Okay. Uh, okay, I believe I found the other questions. Okay, now moving up the page. Here we go. Uh, Dano has a question. With a new Alien film being announced, would you like to see a new Predator film? If so, who would you like to see in it or make it? I think we kind of covered yeah. this. Couple who, who would be in the new Predator movie? We'd have to have Arnold in there. And he, it could even be like yeah. him leading the, a fucking group of dudes, man. Bring bring Arnold in with the cast of Police Academy, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my new answer. Uh <laughs> that guy plus the cast of Police Academy. <laughs> no, um, uh, Arnold, uh, 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 Black Dynamite. That guy that plays Black Dynamite. What's his name? Michael, yeah, J. Michael White. J. White could be in there. We can't get Kevin Peter Hall to play the alien or the predator because he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. 
We'll just get Manute, uh, Manute Bull's dead too. We just need a really tall guy. Uh, we'll get, um, um, Kurt Rambus to, to fucking be the Predator. <laughs> he won't even have to wear be like that guy's too white to play oh, Predator. It's Kurt Rambus. No, um, yeah. Michael Jai White needs to be in that movie. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Who else? We need like a non-buff dude. That's really cool. Rugger Hauer, of course. Is in there in some capacity. Yes. Uh, you know, as much as it pains me to say, Robert Downey Jr. would be pretty cool in a Predator movie. <laughs> but he plays the Tropic Thunder. <laughs> no, 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 I think he'd be really cool in a Predator movie for some reason. Talk about a guy that plays the same dude in every fucking movie. There you go. And, Ju- and, true, yeah, yeah, true. and Judd Nelson. Okay. Um, T-shirt Joe, you should burn in hell for Oh, wait, I got another uh, perfect, the the last guy that's going to round out our uh, Predator uh, guy, or team. Who the shit, his name just went away. Judge Dredd, uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yeah, there you go. I I actually like that Mm -hmm. suggestion. I like that suggestion. Uh, T-shirt Joe... David Schwimmer to replace David Duchovny in the new X-Files series. Can you dig it? No, you should is burn in hell. And real? David David Schwimmer should burn in hell. Okay, good. No. Thank God. Because I was out. <laughs> that yeah. guy sucks. Oh, no. You, you believe me. If this this happened, I'd, I'd be done. I wouldn't even turn mm-hmm. that show on. I, I'd be done if that actually happened. Okay. Let's go with this one first. Uh... Could Snake Plissken escape from New Orleans, or is that a shithole from which there is absolutely no escape? And this is from Rodrigo, I take it. No, this is from T-Shirt Joe, because Rodrigo goes, and he has arrows pointing the T-Shirt Joe, says the guy who lives in Corpus Christi. (laughs) Snake can get out of anywhere. Motherfucker's like Houdini. Uh, Quast also posted Tim must have been huffing gas or something when he posted this I actually can't do the show tonight so my question is was Tim huffing gas or something when he posted this no I was in between my three rounds of destroying a bathroom (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's the name of this episode it's going to be like episode 150 whatever colon the pooping (laughs) <laughs> T-shirt Joe wants to know this question is for Quast are you on the show tonight <laughs> no Quast is not on the show I can't. I want him to come on because I want to watch that fucking movie god damn it because uh, Quast even said ask Tim uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know what episode is this nine million mate <laughs> okay uh, Quast says it's the Quast free episode with special guest T-shirt Joe or not. Uh, T-shirt Joe says special guest Ed Quinlan. Uh, Garcia says I don't think the guys want to talk about Nurse Betty. Mark Seven. One question. Alien Five. What do you yeah. think? See the prior 20 minutes, sir. I, no, I can't wait. Okay. Uh, T-shirt Joe, this question is for Quast. As hurricane season will soon again be upon us, will you evacuate if one is predicted to head your way or stay there like a dumbass? 
<laughs> Quas just says, I'll move the corpus. <laughs> Is this just an infight between Quast and T-Shirt Joe on our fucking questions thread? I'm gonna kick them off the stuff. The fucking group. <laughs> I'm gonna kick them off the group until the show's over, then add them again. How about that? Oh my <laughs> god! Hold on, I gotta scroll now. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, uh, James Peter Cox. Blackula versus Dracula, celebrity deathmatch, horror special. Who would win? Blackula. Damn right. Um, Joe Garcia wants to know this question is for Tim, not Quast. Have you ever been so drunk that you don't remember watching a movie or writing the review for it? Yes. There was a movie, and I think I rewatched it, and I can't remember which one it was. Then I did drink a bunch. And watched the entire movie and didn't remember one second of it. Because <laughs> it was a while, like, I thought I wrote a review for it, and I never did, and I went looking for it, and I actually went back and watched it completely sober. But yes, and it you don't has. know what movie it was? I can't remember offhand right now. It's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, let me scroll through. Potato chips, boobs, Clancy Brown. Ooh, Clancy Brown. I didn't see Clancy Brown. Yeah, um, okay, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, does Hannibal Lecter eat leftovers? He seems to make a fucking lot of food even when cooking for one person. You know what, I've noticed that too. That <laughs> fucker will always have a goddamn spread for about nine people. Well, watch as you watch the show. Well, Just... clearly he eats leftovers. He pulls a little piece of brain out on the fucking flight. Yeah. Give it to the little girl or boy, I don't remember which one it was. Keep paying attention. Keep paying attention to the show. You need to watch more of that, Kyle. Uh, Kwas wants to know, if Hannibal Lecter were to eat T-shirt Joe, would he choose a red or white wine? I don't know, but he'd shit the bathroom after. He'd shit all over the place because he ate Mexican. <laughs> but um, ching uh, Quinlan wants to know, if Jaws fucked Orca and had a killer baby fish, would it be called Chorka? Chorka! That's copyright, Jorka. Oh, Jesus, I don't know if I can make it through this. Uh, <laughs> new movie! Sasquatch Taco Truck versus Jorka. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, T-shirt Joe ever going to say fuck it and stop selling T-shirts and just open up a taco and beer joint so he can truly be happy? Well, <laughs> I have this idea. Let's remake... Uh... Let's remake just the first ten minutes of From Dust Till Dawn. We'll just have Joe play the guy that runs Betty's World of Fucking Liquor. Oh, fuck. Uh, apparently, Bloodbass and Boomsticks posted an update. <laughs> Jorka! <laughs> Jorka. Uh, is Tim Gross going to keep making sequels to Jagoff Massacre? That is something I gotta tell you off the air. Ed, I hope so, but the rate we're going, <laughs> believe me, this sequel is truly cursed. Uh-oh. Uh, Quinlan, are, he, of course, he's back saying, are the neon maniacs retarded? They live under a bridge. Meanwhile, the stupid fucks are allergic to water. Yeah, yes. I would, yes. Yeah, and there's a meatball guy. Yes. Yeah, so. T-shirt Joe wants to know, are the video dead really dead? It's not called the video alive. It's called the video dead. Quinlan chaps back. 
Have any of you guys met Tobe Hooper? No, I haven't. Also, I think he might be the only icon who has only directed straight-up horror movies and not dumb shit romantic comedies and stupid fucking werewolf movies geared towards kids who watch Twilight. Take that, Wes Craven. Uh, T-shirt Joe, will they make a sequel to Video Dead called The Streaming Dead? <laughs> the VOD Dead. Uh, Quinlan, Video on Dead. Nah, Quinlan get... calls him horror icon. Quinlan Den says, has T-shirt Joe ever eaten a taco he didn't like? I would allegedly say no. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know, Toby Hooper wrote a book, so did Wes Craven, so did David Cronenberg. I haven't read any of them. Do George Romero zombies read books? At the rate they're excelling and evolving, they probably will in the next movie. Uh, Quinlan says, is the sequel to Piranha Stupid? The, the, that was directed by the dude that made CGI boring and avatarded. Wait, which Piranha? I was gonna say Piranha I, 2, the spawning's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like that movie, so I'm guessing he's pointing towards Cameron. Um, Quinlan says, has anyone ever seen a horror movie where the CGI didn't suck balls? The Frighteners. Mm. I, I I'm gonna say yes. I just can't. The, the mist was pretty terrible. Um, I can yeah, only really he, think of bad ones, dude. Yeah, he's saying I didn't think, suck bals. I he's think looking, he's right. Yeah, I mean more. Yeah, he's right on more than usual. But yeah, uh, the frighteners I really enjoyed. Uh, Quinlan wants to know: Are any of the children of the corn sequels not completely stupid? Part two is awesome because it's got Indian spirits. The final sacrifice. Uh, the one with Fred the Hammer is pretty good, I suppose. Uh, you need to watch Children of the Corn Genesis, the one with Billy Drago. That one was pretty cool. Oh, it's got Billy Drago. I like that, dude. Yeah, that was like the last one before Sci-Fi Channel remade Children of the Corn. Can we just get another Children of the Corn with Jim Brown chucking footballs at those little kids? <laughs> no, here we go. He didn't beat one a quarterback. He just... He just run through the fucking cornfield plowing kids over. Uh, T-shirt Joe, and this is the one that had me laughing earlier. T-shirt Joe says, my dog has diabetes. Who's your favorite director with diabetes? <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> that was the one I could not stop laughing earlier. I'm sure uh, Alfred Hitchcock had diabetes. Uh, Quinlan Did says... Did Wilford Brimley ever Quinlan direct was, a movie? Quinlan wants to know, how can anyone be sure the weirdo from the first Children of the Corn is actually male? Always thought he was a trainee. Allegedly. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, man. <laughs> uh, Garcia wants to know, did Rodrigo Quas let you guys down tonight? No, it's totally not Rodrigo's fault. Yes, 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 he did. Uh, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm with you, Rodrigo. Fuck them. Fuck them, gross. Quinlan wants to know, what's cooler, neck aids or having an arm growth growing out of your back like in Dark Backwards? Oh, definitely. I, I want a third arm. Neck aids really sucks. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, if a werewolf got neck aids, would it kill it? No. Because it's not silver aids. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not. Quinlan, Quinlan again, does Frankenstein wear fashionable bolts in his neck because he is trying to fight off neck aids? <laughs> I, that's a good question. Can Frankenstein get neck aids because he's just dead flesh? Yep. No. Uh, Quinlan says, is there neck aids in Texas? If so, I fear for Joe Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Quinlan wants to know, is Hellraiser 2 truly a disappointment? No, it's better than the first one. See, I love the first one. I don't. 
See, I love I the, first the first one. one. I got nothing against the second one. I got nothing against the second one. I really like the second one also. That's a franchise I don't get into at all. I read the book. I, I actually, I think I told this, like, I read the book in eighth grade and my mom started reading it and she threw it away because she thought it was porn. <laughs> I'm just like, mom, it's not porn. It's a book. How could a book be porn? If there was truly a disappointing Hellraiser, it might be the third one. Uh, the third one just, it didn't have that weird creepiness about it. It was just. Yeah, like, the third one seemed like. Killers or something. Yeah, the fourth one we knew, we know everything about how, like, mm-hmm. that just went to hell in a handbasket. But the third one not seemed true. like. That's a good fucking movie. The third one, though, seemed like it had just as many problems as the fourth one, and they never told anybody about it. Well, the third one's cool because our buddy Strebo's in it. There, there you go. Uh, Garcia, would would a uh, vampire feed on someone with neck aids? No, 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 no. You, 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 that's vampire genocide. You don't do that. You infect everybody. Quinlan says, on that note, any thoughts on One Spitten, Jim Carrey's first movie, a vampire comedy? While stupid, it has my favorite line from any movie ever made, Fags in the Shower. I don't. Dude, Jim Carrey, no. I didn't like him when he was on Living Call. I, that's a guy I don't fucking like. I liked One Spitten, but I don't even remember that line. Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, why is making a video game rated M such a big deal? I don't know. Uh, because we're the safety police over here in America and everybody's a big pussy, that's why. Okay, Ed Quillen wants to know, what's a video game? Sabu. Uh, Quillen wants to know, is there ever going to be a gross cars, fuck the Oscars, I guess gross Oscars is his thing. Okay. I want an award show that gives uh, awards for greatest strangulation by entrails, that kind of thing. You know what? That's an idea for a show. Yep. Ed Quillen, you write down ten categories, and this is a show idea. We'll have the Groskers. The Groskers. The Groskers. Uh, you, write, you send us ten different categories, Ed Quillen, and we will we'll hand out the awards. Quinlan wants to know, can you get neck aids from just watching the Oscars? You could get real bored just by watching the Oscars. He also wants to know, is Reanimator the greatest horror movie ever made? No. It's, it's up there, but Up no. there, yeah. No, it's not Evil Dead 2. Quinlan wants to know, mad scientist, boobies, severed head comes to life, zombies, tons of gore, insane cat attacking people, Jeffrey Combs, what else does a horror movie need? Uh, you're right on that, Quinlan. Exploding Grim Reapers. Yes. <laughs> and Asian women that turn into big-ass spiders. And, and uh, handsome... Ass mustaches. Uh, T-shirt Joe, I started watching season two of Hannibal. If Fox Mulder played by David Schwimmer, go fuck a fucking <laughs> egg, motherfucker. Were to appear in an episode, would he figure out Hannibal was behind everything, or would he blame it all on aliens and cry about his sister? Um, if it's David Schwimmer, he'd probably want to bang it, but it would take him nine seasons to do it. Mm. Uh, and there's a monkey involved somehow. Yes. Uh, Quinlan once knows, there are another horror movie besides the original Night of the Living Dead that has more home video releases, DVD releases, remakes, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go on a uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, yep. <laughs> and there's a new one coming. Yeah, just I just, I, no, I don't care. Street Trash, Army of Darkness, Zombies got a fuckload. 
Yeah. Uh, Quillen wants to know if I stick a peanut butter sandwich in my VCR, will it get it pregnant? Hey, no. Just watch the peanut butter jelly show, dude. Definitely. But if you buy the VCR, a Coke, and a pack of gum, no. it, it will go away. You gotta lose an arm wrestling match to a VCR, so and then that's how it gets pregnant. T-shirt Joe wants to know this question is for Quast. Is the reason you aren't on the show tonight because you're watching The Walking Dead? Fuck no! Uh, Quinlan wants to know, am I the only person who has seen a movie called The Peanut Butter Solution? No, you're not, Quinlan. There is a lot of people out there that have. I personally have not seen it. I think I've seen it. I know that was a big book in the bookmobile days back in like fifth grade. I, I, we might have even watched it in school. I don't just remember. I don't know. I lost the fucking arm wrestling match to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it got pregnant <laughs> once, so I don't know. T-shirt Joe asks, can George Romero zombies make PB and J sandwiches while riding a horse? No, they're just fucking want to eat horses, dude. That's all they want to do anymore. Quinlan wants to know how come the mutilator is going to be shown in the VHS room at Horror Realm. Because it sucks. Um, it's on my list, but it, maybe if they have me back, Quinlan, maybe it'll make the next rounds. It, there's, I believe that's me, one you've shown before in the VHS. It, it has, but there is tons of movies I have on a list that are out of print. Yeah. And I mean, Mutilator is just one of those, but a lot of people. Well, the Mutilator's I, on Blu-ray, isn't it? No, it's not. You sure? Yes. Well, Ed, Ed would know. Yeah. No, it's not out there still. Uh, Quillen wants to know, how can a zombie ride a horse? That's just silly. Yeah, that, you're right. That is silly. What uh, the has fuck th- is this? What is this bullshit? Okay, breaking news. I just pulled up Amazon.com, and there's a movie, uh, DVD. You can buy it for 12 bucks on Amazon. Eric Roberts, starring in Amityville Death House. Yes. What the fuck is this? The and new Amityville a, horror movie? It's got a fucking spooky-type Spider-Woman on the cover. Yep, it's a new Amityville horror movie. That's They've jumped up. They've so shit the fucking bed on that. Um, Has T-Shirt Joe ever shot a customer for being stupid? That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, will the Romero Masterpiece Bruiser ever get a sequel? Masterpiece? I like Bruiser. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, did anyone besides me try reading Empire of the Dead? Uh, Romero actually said fuck it and wrote a comic for Marvel instead of making another movie, and guess what? It's stupid. Yeah, we talked about that with Dano. Yep. Quinlan says, I'll give it to you if you don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt Joe says, if Neil Blankenkamp, or whatever his name is, was announced as director of of a new Highlander movie, would fans lose their shit? I would. You know what? I don't think anybody would care. Dude, that's another... Somebody needs to up that one. I'm surprised no one has. That's the weird part. There was talk, because it was going to be Ryan Reynolds for a while. Oh, God. Yeah, no, no thank you. Yeah. I just want Clancy. Can we have the first, like, here's what we need. Highlander, colon, the further adventures of the Kurgan. I just like 
colon. Yes. <laughs> um, Ed Quillen wants to know, has Tim Gross ever been on the road and had to poop really bad and had to use a restroom at a gas station or whatever that looked like a place run by serial killers and went anyways? And was the spiders running around the toilet? I, I'm going to answer this. I've heard this story. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Are you talking about the Wendy's? Yes. In Cincinnati where people mm-hmm. can, Which Rick Fusselman recently emailed me about this. He said he visited that Wendy's. He was looking for a plaque. <laughs> kind of like, you know, the flood of Johnstown or, you know, how, like your ton, your towns had like some major event that like, like, like the plaque in the Tim Gross honorary bathroom at Wasteland. Yeah. He was looking for a plaque that said, <laughs> you know, so and so like 2006 or 2008, Tim Gross destroyed Wendy's. <laughs> Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know if it was announced that Christopher Lambert would be in this new Highlander movie, would fans lose their shit again? I would. Love me for Christopher Lambert. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, is Clancy Brown not the king of awesome? If he just wouldn't die in every fucking movie, he would be. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, every time I see Clancy's potato chips, I think of Clancy Brown. <laughs> me too! We have them in the... We have them in the vending machine at work. A whole row of them. Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, would the new Highlander movie directed by Neil Broken Lamb? <laughs> Is he related to Bendy Dick Slumber Crotch? <laughs> starring Christopher Lampada. <laughs> I like this movie already. Take place after the quickening, but not a new parts three, four, and five. Ed Quillen has reached critical mass. This is actually a t-shirt joke. <laughs> a t-shirt Joe's reached critical mass then. And t-shirt Joe wants to know, is Clancy a girl's name? Mm-mm. It's a uh, potato chip name, clearly. Ed Quillen said, I like to pretend that the sequels to Highlander don't exist. I want to see Highlander 2 in the theater when it came out. I fell right. asleep. Question is... Did anyone else fall asleep when they went to see this when it came out? I like Highlander 2. I like the Renegade cut a lot better. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I, I, I'm probably in the vast minority, but Michael Ironside's flying Birdman that yep. aren't fucking Brian Blessed. Come on. Old yep. Highlander, I, new I, Highlander. Charlie I agree. Right. I agree with you, T-shirt Joe. If I wasn't, if I was gunned down by the police, would Ed Quillen draw a picture of Maniac Cop too? <laughs> I which, would start the Ferguson protest if T-shirt Joe was gunned down by police. Which, if anybody listens to this podcast, please come back. There is pictures. <laughs> There's yep. so much. There is sense made of what's going on in this timeline tonight. Uh, Quinlan, what name is Kohler, uh, Kohler, Clancy Brown, or Clarence Boddicker? Clarence Boddicker, that's a cool fucking name. Okay, T- uh, Quinlan said yes, Joe, he would. Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know if Cagney and Lacey was remade with males playing the roles, would lesbians be angry? Hmm. When aren't lesbians angry? And that's what T-Shirt Joe's next question Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> are lesbians ever not angry uh, Quillen also says how come every horror movie doesn't have lesbians because Jess Franco's only one dude that can pump out lesbian vampire movies he can only do that and he's yeah. only one guy 
Quillen wants to know how come Jagoff Massacre doesn't have lesbians. We didn't have the budget for it. But, uh, Quillen wants to know are there lesbians secretly held captive at fast custom shirts? How do you think he pumps those t-shirts out so quick? Uh, Quillen also wants to know is Skeletor a lesbian? Mm-mm. All man, baby. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know was Shipwreck's parrot an official member of the T.I. Joe team? <laughs> question of all time. Yes. I just love it comes out of left field. I believe that parrot's name was Plank. Oh my god. Uh, Ed Quillen wants to know has T-shirt Joe ever went trick-or-treating as a lesbian for Halloween? I bet he went as Dio. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know why didn't they have a backup of the tape in Escape from New York? I've always asked that myself too. True. Uh, Ed Quillen wants to know, is Lady Gaga really a dude? Yes. Ed Quillen wants to know, is Kyle Pauling going to Horror Realm? Maybe? Quillen asks, is T-Shirt Joe going to Horror Realm? Wait, T-Shirt Joe is going to be there, right? No, the next one. Oh, god damn it. He's definitely going to be at the August one. Uh, Quillen wants to know, is Robocop going to be at Horror Realm? Where is... Dude, Robocop's omnipotent. He is with us always. T-shirt Joe wants to know, when's the last time you had to get dressed up for something? A funeral. But when? Oh, God. Like like six months ago? Okay, T-shirt Joe wants to know, will William Shatner be the last man standing? It's looking that way. Who's still left? Uhura? Chekhov? Sulu, wait, Chekhov's still alive, right? Sulu's still alive. Yes. Yeah, well, all the red shirts are dead, we know that. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> my money's on, on, on Shatner, yeah, for real. That rug of his is gonna live forever, that's for certain. It's, Ed Quillen wants to know, after you told them all, here, they're ruining the show, cause we're laughing so hard. <laughs> Quillen says, is T-shirt Joe going to ruin Horror Realm 2015? Yes. <laughs> Uh, T-shirt Joe asked the question for Quast, have you ever starred in Broadway Miss Musical? <laughs> Gwynlyn also wants to know, does five minutes ever go by and T-shirt Joe doesn't think about huge, gigantic boobies? No, because he's a man, baby. And Gwynlyn wants to know, is there more to life than huge, gigantic boobies? There's horror movies. Uh, T-shirt Joe, what's the weirdest hamburger you've ever eaten, and was it better than Hamburger the Movie? There's not a lot, honestly, come on. There's not a lot of things out there better than Hamburger the Movie. It's got Ernest in it, for God's sakes. Uh, And it's not Hamburger the Movie, it's Hamburger the Motion Picture. Yes. Uh, Ernest actually is in a movie called Fast Food. Wait, he's not in Hamburger? I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, I haven't seen it. He's in fat, you might have him confused because fast food is the one where he's trying to buy the hamburger joint. Okay, then David Naughton's in it. You might be right on it, I'm not totally sure. Uh, it's been so long since I watched it. No, it, Naughton's in Hot Dog the movie. I'm getting my food based movie. <laughs> oh, uh, Quillen Why is there wants- no french fries the movie? I don't know. Quillen wants to know what horror movie has the most boobies in it. I'm going to go with Sleepaway Camp 2 because that blonde is always pulling out her titties. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like, like, like pound for pound boob. Uh, Her. check out Cheerleader Massacre. Yeah, that's got a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you could count like one set of boobs over and over again, but. This would, works, be, then this would be a question for Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know if they made a dark fan film with the McDonald's characters, what fandom, <laughs> would fandom lose their shit? I don't know, but I recently discovered there is a Black Sabbath tribute band where all the members dress up as McDonald land dudes, like you got Grimace, <laughs> and they're called Mac Sabbath. Oh, and they, no. they sing songs about fucking McDonald's food. It, they're fucking fantastic. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I is. want I want to see that. Uh, if uh, if T-shirt Joe retired and opened up a taco stand, would he call it boobies and tacos? We call it Sasquatch Taco Truck. Ed Quillenden says bacos, tubies, two bacos. <laughs> uh, Quillen says asks, is Han Solo an asshole? Uh, yeah, that's how he stayed alive. Like, Does like alive Chewbacca alive. get fleas? Chewbacca gets fucking shit dreadlocks. I guarantee that. Quillen wants to know is Greedo a douchebag? Greedo's dead. <laughs> and there's T-shirt Joe again from left field. How much could Arab Green Lantern get for his ring at a pawn shop? Not asking price, guaranteed. Uh, Quillen wants to know why is Darth Vader so white yet he dresses so black? Because he's soul brother number one. Uh, Quillen wants to know why is Jabba the Hutt such a fat, disgusting piece of shit, yet he gets all the bitches. Cause he's, he's got the fucking power. He's, he's fucking Jabba the Hutt, man. Uh, Quillen wants to know do Gameron guards eat bacon? Gamera. Oh, the pig dudes. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about the turtle. No. <laughs> the turtle. I was like, Gamera's a friend to everybody. He's not gonna eat anyone. Uh, yeah. Sure. T-shirt Joe says, I'm cooking fish. Who wins in a fight? Creature from Black Lagoon or Devilfish? Oh, creature. Of course. Uh, even Ed chimed in on that one. Well, uh, the humanoids win because they rape everyone. <laughs> they rape the Black Lagoon creature. Mm-hmm. T-shirt Joe wants to know, does the Millennium Falcon have a toilet and is it broken like the rest of the ship? Mm-hmm. Uh, Quas says, I can't wait to listen to this week's episode. Let's see how I did. <laughs> you did okay, Quast. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, Chewbacca probably fucked up that toilet then he probably fixed it unless Java shit there and fucked it all up. We have truly fucking derailed. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know, how did Quast do on tonight's episode? Okay. <laughs> Quinlan wants to know, does Java even have an asshole? Uh-huh. Uh, T-shirt Joe went... T-shirt Joe... Oh, went a little too far. Hold on. Can uh, we end this? <laughs> hold on. T-shirt Joe asks, explain how those one-liner slot machines work. I don't understand them. I, hey, I don't... I don't know. I know how three slot machines work, and that's it. Okay, Quinlan wants to know, is Maniac Cops makeup outdated and cheesy? I don't think so. No, it's awesome. It's fucking Robert Zadar, baby. That's fucking all jaw. He also wants to know if Maniac Cop eats donuts. He's a cop, ain't he? 
Eat I, maniac yes. donuts. T-shirt Joe wants to know if there were to remake the Frighteners with female ghosts, would fandom be mad? Yes, I would. Uh, Quinlan wants to know how does Maniac Cop go from looking like that in part one, looking like a pumpkin head looking freak in part two? Nick AIDS. I was thinking, is hasn't he rotted and he's dead? Yeah. You know, neck aids, dude. Uh, the, no, I reread that. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know who wins in a fight, Kurt Russell from Soldier or Kurt Russell Russell from Overboard? Everyone. We all win. Kurt Russell. Ed Quinlan wants to know, is Goldie Hawn hot? Yeah, I would say yeah. Okay, T-shirt Joe, if they made shitty throwback action figures of Mario Van Peoples as Solo, would collectors buy it? I know Tim Gross would. (laughs) I would only buy it if they released the Exterminator 2 figure. Uh, Ed Quinn wants to know, how come there isn't a Maniac Cop action figure? I'm sure there is. There isn't. Oh, bullshit. There's a there's an action figure for everything. I think they were making one. I think there was actually some rights issues over this. Mm. Uh, T-shirt Joe, my daughter is watching the Brothers Grimm. Should I ground her? Yes. Mm-mm. I like that movie. It's okay, but... Peter Stormare in there, baby. He should ground her anyhow. Quast... Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can get this. Because this looks like it might be a long one. Uh, I'll go back to it once it opens. <laughs> Quinlan wants to know, should we be truly thankful that there isn't a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China? I, I, I don't, man. Who knows, dude? Who knows? Like, sequel? I'd love to see it, but I would be scared it would suck if you got... if Dude... The only way I would ever abide a sequel to that is if it was Carpenter and Kurt Russell. And you gotta have Dennis Dunn. The only way anyone would ever fucking want, even think about doing a sequel to that. Okay, Quast wants to know, I'm sorry I couldn't contribute more to tonight's show. I'm in the middle of rehearsals for a new off-Broadway musical based on the life of Gigi Allen, The Smell of Music. I'm not watching that ever. I think it'll be bigger than Hedwig. The hardest part isn't being naked. It's having to eat all the prop feces. It's made out of mashed banana, but I still have to squeeze it out of my butt. As you can imagine, it's not easy to do that jazz hands when they're covered in fake shit. Please carry on. Fuck Gigi Allen. Okay. Uh, Teacher Joe wants to know who wins in a fight, the Brothers Grimm or Snow White the Cuntsman? The Cuntsman destroys, baby. Uh, Quinlan wants to know is Thor just a big dumb jock with a hammer? Uh-huh. Uh, Quinlan wants to know is anyone else aware that in the comics Thor not, has tits now? Yes, I am aware that Thor is a woman now. T-shirt Joe wants to know, will the new Aliens movie be found footage causing fandom to lose their shit, yet they still go to watch it? You know what? I bet if you put that out on Facebook, everyone would lose their goddamn shit. Quinlan wants to know, is Ant-Man going to spend most of the movie in the girls' locker room, and if not, why? Ant-Man's going to suck. Mark my words. Hold on. I think we got something else. 
Okay, we're actually scrolling. Jesus Christ, people. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you seen... Can- this is from T-Shirt Joe. He wants to know, have you seen Kangaroo Jack, and do you think Hollywood screwed up by not turning it into a franchise? Mm-hmm. They, they turned it into a cartoon, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, how come there isn't a Ghostbusters Spookies crossover? Uh, that's too much awesome, dude. Way too much awesome. Uh, the this the T-shirt Joe says this question is for Quast. Why aren't there any paranormal activity movies set in New Orleans? Is it because no one wants to go there? <laughs> sure. Okay, T-shirt Joe says, is Rodrigo Klotz the Duke of New Orleans? Is he A number one? Yes. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know, has there ever been anyone worse at shooting a promo or interview than Carrie Von Eric? The Shockmaster? That's pretty terrible. Carrie Von Eric. Nathan Jones. The Miz. Uh... Yeah, no, dude. Carrie Von Eric's terrible. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, are T-Shirt Joe Garcia and Ed Quinlan going to be banned for not asking enough questions about gigantic boobies and tacos? They're about to be. They're wrecking the show here. (laughs) And T-Shirt Joe, of course, found a picture having both. (laughs) Taco Uh, and boobs? Yes. Unbelievable. I swear, he he has like a photo gallery of just that. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, would the fanboys all over Bubba Fett, would the fanboys still be all over Bubba Fett if they found out he was the president of some gay hair club for men without morals? (laughs) Nah, pass. T-shirt Joe, whenever I mention Twin Peaks to someone... Why did they always tell me which order to watch it in? I have no idea. I don't know shit about Twin Peaks. Other than it's wants, coming back. Yeah, Quillen wants to know: Do you ever think about Twin Pe- think about Twin Peaks and boobies at the same time? Okay, enough. I'm, okay. I'm broke. No more questions. <laughs> Hold on, you got one. You you broke with one last one oh, left. Okay, I could get one more. T-shirt Joe wants to know, what do you order from the value menu? At McDonald's? I don't know. I know if I go to Taco Bell, I get that dollar, what is it, Frito Burrito. I don't fucking eat at McDonald's. Dude, there's, you don't, in my town you don't eat at McDonald's because it's, it's pretty much widely known that it's goddamn fucking horrible. So, fuck that place. Right, can we be done with the questions now? Four. Okay, good. Tim! Last house on Dead End Street, sir. We did some stag films. I couldn't sell a damn things. Nobody's interested in sex anymore. They're looking for something else. Terrence Hawkins. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I don't like that weird stuff. You know, 
Hey, listen, once you get used to it, you know, you sort of get into it. I mean, it's not fun, but there's nothing else you can do. Patricia Kuhn. Now, as soon as I get out of here, I'll meet you, okay? Now, now, don't forget, don't forget, we're going to get something good going there, right? Okay, okay, take it easy, Terry. Yeah, 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 baby, take it easy. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Kenneth Hardy. I have an idea how we can make good use of this building. Maybe it'll break up the monotony. Catherine Hughes. I thought I'd seen the last of you. Hiya, Bill, old buddy. Don't old buddy me. I still remember how you ran out on me with all my film. You need me as much as I need you. Who the hell else is going to pay you to make movies? And besides, Bill, we'll be, we'll be trying out some new techniques I think you might really like. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, you can imagine. And William Drexel. us on dead end street <laughs> jesus christ i'm done <laughs> show's over he posted on your page and the mad max blu-ray t-shirt joe wants to know this question is for cost will you buy this I'm shut. That's it. Bye, face. Facebook's done. <laughs> Fuck you, Facebook. I just love it. I go to a random page and questions are showing up there. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, Last House on Dead End Street from 1977. It's from Raider director Roger Watkins, who's actually listed as Victor Janos in the film. We will get to that in a few mm-hmm. minutes. I feel like that guy, like, like someone named Janos probably invented the watch. Yeah, I, I would not doubt it. Uh, uh, I'm turning my fucking phone off. <laughs> God damn. That is blowing the shit up. Apparently, uh, in 1977, well, even before that, and again, we're going to get into that, this independent movie was somewhat released or out there, let's just say, and it basically it involves 
ex-con name, uh, Terry Hawkins. I'm with you on this. I gotta shut it off now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terry Hawkins is out at a big house. He just spent the past six months and he basically, he wants to get in trouble. He's looking to make money and he wants, he gets this idea. He wants to make a movie that or movies that people will pay money to see. He's come to the point where people are not into porn. People are just, they, he thinks they need to see something else. So, you know, along this, he starts visiting, uh, some different directors, or I shouldn't say directors. He starts some guys that work on the black market or however. Yeah, nobody's too happy to see this guy. Yeah, no one wants to see him. Basically, they know he's trouble, even though they're shooting illegal, you know, snuff films or porn or whatever you want to call it in there. And there's like this couple, like the dude is okay with his wife doing it. He helps produce it. And there's a scene where he goes to visit to talk about it. And his the dude's wife is in blackface being whipped. I This is one of the... What the most, what the shit is happening scenes I've ever seen in movie history. Yeah, and basically, while that's going on, they keep cutting back to Terry explaining he wants to make snuff films. But he wants to make a one-of-a-kind snuff film. And basically, (laughs) this dude's like, yeah, whatever, kind of blowing off Hawkins. Well, I guess Hawkins takes offense to this. And in, like, the next 35 minutes of the movie, comes up with a way... To basically, he gets a whole, he gets Hawkins' wife, basically has sex with her, and figures out a way how to mess with her, and has friends that go in with them, they put masks on, like, you know, anybody that's a big fan of Strangers or Funny Games, they yeah. got masks, they just got these weird masks on, kind of like big, a, uh, the big, dude, uh, cameo from the floating head of Zardoz in this Yes. And they're basically, what they're doing is just torturing people on film. They just get ideas. Would you consider this to be like an early torture porn movie? It's hard to... It's really weird how mm-hmm. they even say that. I, I, I could see... I, I see where you're coming from. I know, I know what you're talking about. But what it comes down to is basically Hawkins and a few of his friends decide to kill these people on film and they're having fun with it to the point where you get to see some lady's legs get cut off with a hacksaw and then just somebody with it looks like lock cutters and just <clears throat> tears her chest up. And it just goes on from there. And basically the film ends with them saying... A few weeks later, all involved with these films are caught and imprisoned for 25 to 40 years. Now, this is where, I mean, the movie is definitely independent. Mm-hmm. The movie, it's jumpy. It's kind of like what a found footage film, what we consider a found footage film today. It's very, uh, it's not a lot of quick cuts, but just, uh, it, like people talk about, like they get sick watching certain movies. I could see you getting sick just from the way the camera moves with this movie the whole time. It's yeah. a lot of handheld stuff, little super yeah. amateur. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. The movie was only made for fifteen hundred dollars, and this is where 
the story of the movie actually gets more interesting than the movie. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the movie was made in 1972. Somehow, some way, I couldn't find out how or why. It is floated out there in 1977. Where else? 42nd Street. Where exploit, exploitation rolls. To the point where uh, Roger Watkins had his name taken off of the film. Not because he was upset with the film. But apparently he took his name off the film when it was re-edited. They added on that these individuals were caught. When, in reality, in his version of the film, they got away with everything. And he got upset and he took his name off. But there was the other thing. He wanted to make a film that he was able to float out there that people would think they're watching something real. And people did. To the point where... Because he plays the Terry Hawkins character, he said he'd be it on the street and people – it was kind of like the, the David Hess thing with Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. People thought he was the dude that actually did this. But the problem was not having the PR Last House on the Left had. This was mainly a lot of people for years just on 42nd Street, like people that watch exploitation films. They were the only ones that knew about this movie, and what was weird was the movie nobody owned up to ever making it for many, many years. I think it's 2000 or 2001, finally Roger Watkins came out and basically admitted before he died that he was the guy that directed the movie and didn't care what happened to it, but... For the longest time, this movie was passed around. Some people believed it was a real snuff film to the point where I even read one story on, and now of course it is the internet, but I did read one story that where Watkins, after admitting to this, somebody actually investigated to see if it was an actual snuff film. Like, there's just some weird, crazy-ass stuff going down behind us. Like I said, again... There's stock footage of cattle being slaughtered at a slaughterhouse. We already talked about the woman being whipped at a party. It it just... By a hunchback. (laughs) Yes. It just... Somebody playing a hunchback, which was even weirder. Yeah. It it just... It has all... It is, like, truly one of those more of... The film was a product of what was going on in the 70s. It does not hold up at all. Which, again, I know people are going to yell at me about, but... I don't know. Man. I just... It, it truly is the story of the movie, because people not owning up to... You know, people weren't coming out and saying, yeah, I made this movie. This movie was being passed around all around New York. A lot of the places that, you know, would show exploitation movies on a regular basis. Apparently, this got a lot of play in the theaters, and it freaked some of the viewers out because there was a lot of people that thought it was real. And it just, I don't know about you. The movie is okay. Uh, it's, it's a, it's one of those, I don't know, man. It's one of those movies. Like it's a, it's a window into the early to or mid to late seventies. Yeah. It's really, yeah. A product of its time. More than- this is like meta exploitation, man. I feel like it's like, you know, you watch this movie and you're like, well, these guys ripped off. Last House on the Left. Yeah, and you watch the trailer. They've ripped off the Lock, Stock, and Barrel. They ripped off the Suspiria trailer. Yeah, it uh, just... It's it, just like 
ripoff of a ripoff of a ripoff, but it's like its own little monster because this movie is atmospheric as shit. Yep, and, it, and, I, and that's the weird part. It claims it was filmed in 72 and then released in 77. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Now, I, in the theory that it ripped off Last House on the Left, I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, when exactly it got released, God only knows, especially with Watkins just walking away from the movie and not caring what happened to yeah. the at all. That is the very interesting part of it. But overall, I give it, I, I guess I give it two out of four stars. And that's, I guess. <laughs> uh, it, well, I, I say that because I mainly do that because I think the story behind the movie is more interesting than uh-huh. the movie itself. Yeah. yeah, there is some brutal scenes in this movie, but the story behind it of just nobody laying claim to making the movie and how long it went on and how it was – a big thing on 42nd Street that like people would watch the movie and like freak out when they seen him out in public. That's really cool. So I, but, I'd like to think like, oh, what's the rapey dude from the Warriors? Is his name Ajax? The fucking guy that's all about pulling wool. Yeah, it might be. It's like this is his. This is what he did before he joined the, the fucking Warriors. <laughs> I don't know why I fucking thought that, but. This movie is batshit off the wall. They use like real guts. Yeah. When they fucking, and yeah, you're right, man. The, the behind the scenes shit of this movie is way more interesting than, than the actual movie is about the best thing I could say for it. But everybody, there's not like, I don't know, man. There's not one good looking person in this fucking movie. They're just all like ugly and, gross and they act mean and they're just fucking horrible people doing horrible shit yeah and, and there's it's yeah. under several titles yeah like, the fun the, house the cuckoo clocks from hell at the hour of our death i yeah. mean and it was originally released to drive-ins like it was released to some drive-ins that actually caused riots at the drive-ins yeah it just it, it's fucking weird it is just crazy, and like they even claimed that uh one of the actresses, and this is on IMDb, and I wanted to go back to this, and that's why I was bringing it up. But supposedly one of the actresses um sued over the movie because there was use of hardcore loops of Watkins shot of her. And I looked a little more into this, and it's not even like it was porn stuff. It was just her. I don't know if like he was doing it without her permission, but like apparently he was filming her changing. It <laughs> just again weird stuff. It's the internet. God only knows. But it, I mean, the like I said, the story is more interesting than the movie. I, like I said, I probably give it two stars just because of the story behind it yeah. more than anything. It's just, it, it's one bizarre, like, fucking, it, it really is one. Oh, yeah, it, it might be the most bizarre thing we've ever, uh, that even tried to watch for yeah, the show. Definitely takes the cake. I know about this movie because this was one, like, and I was reading on Wikipedia, like, you know, horror fans, this was urban legend. Yes. For a while, like, they don't know if this movie exists. It's just talked about, like, maybe it was real, maybe it wasn't, and, you know, maybe it was out there, like, actually, nobody really knew if this was a real movie or not for, like, the longest time, and I think that's fascinating as shit. Yeah, and I know a lot of independent 
uh, film fans that just they they are completely nutsoid over this movie, and mm-hmm. it, it just I'm sure I'm gonna hear it. I mean, just because I didn't think it was one of the greatest cinematic pieces of history, basically. Oh no, it's, it's definitely just, fucking like. All the stuff you read about it and shit, it makes it seem like there wasn't an ounce of talent behind this. I don't, I don't agree to that at all. Like this guy, there was some talent behind here. I mean, it, it, it had its purpose, and like, yeah. and more than anything, it was something a product of its time. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think it's one of those things we have to accept of what it was. It just, it's past. It's, you know, it's past. It, I just think that these days. Of course, nothing's going to be made like that. But also, too, no. I just don't think it holds up the way it could. You know, it just it, it's a different age. It reminded me a lot of like this. Maybe maybe this director is like a proto Jim Van Beber. Like he just decided to do this one day, and indeed he did, and he got it done, and it it was pretty decent. I mean, I'm not I'm not bummed that I wasted the two hours watching this fucking movie. I mean, there was some shit in there I really didn't want to see, like the fucking stock footage of the cattle and yeah i know where i know where hamburger comes from i just don't want to see it you know on a lighter note i'm getting questions on my own timeline (laughs) from joe and ed we've reached a singularity (laughs) oh jesus Because all I gotta say is four words: fast custom spider ass. <laughs> Big fast custom spider ass. This t-shirt show even has a question for gloss. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> We're done. We <laughs> can stop. Oh my god! <laughs> Just as soon as I went there, I'm like, really, guys? Could stop anytime now. <laughs> oh. Oh fuck! I. What do I give this? I don't know if I should... Eh, I'm going to rate it. I'll, I'll give it... I'll give it a 45. I'll, I'll go I'll go 45 um, Zardoz masks. There you go. Because yeah. fucking Zardoz rules, and the penis is bad, and the gun is good. Yeah. Everyone, everyone should know that. Uh, I'm going to post uh, Fast Custom Spider Ass on your page. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but that is uh, whatever it is. Dead house. I think if you're like, an, yeah, if you're an exploitation fan, you should you should check it out. That's what I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You should. Maybe this is one of the granddaddies. I'm trying to be serious here. Oh, you need to see. Holy Jesus, Fat Spider Man! <laughs> Stop staring at it. I hate all you people. <laughs> I fucking hate you all. <laughs> oh, but that was uh, Last House on uh, Dead End Street. Yeah. No house on this in this movie. No Last House. No, no Dead End yeah. Streets. It just uh, <laughs> stuff well, like that. Yeah, it's just uh, what a warehouse that was. Yeah, it was a. It should just be called abandoned warehouse. Yeah, on some street stuff, random stuff film. Allegedly, random stuff film. 
Oh, Jesus. Okay, my pick. I can't find even anything on the internet anymore. It's completely broken. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what's up, fucking hot chick? <laughs> Damn, you can't ski with those. <laughs> Jesus. Christ on a fucking cracker. <laughs> I thought I should share that. Well, I'm going to share something. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Here's a picture of here's a picture of Denzel Washington's fucked up finger. <laughs> okay, I'll go check out his fucked up finger now. And there's another picture of Denzel oh, Washington's man. fucked up finger. Let's talk about your movie, Deuce is Wild, so we can Okay, Deuce is Wild. Came out <laughs> fucking fucked up. What? It's so fucked up. It's I told you, his fucking finger is jacked, dude. It is so fucking jacked up. It was the most important summer of my life. The summer I became a man and I first fell in love. <laughs> you moving in? That's smart. You're a clever boy. Where'd you live before? President Street. Got any more questions? She likes me. My brother Leon was a leader of a group called the Deuces. We made a vow that there would be no drugs on the street. You tell your brother, we're moving in over, over here. Over my dead body, are you going to move drunk into this building? Come on. To me, that meant doing whatever it takes to protect the people on the block. Bricks don't fall out of the sky in this neighborhood unless I'm thrown. You understand? I'm Philly Babes is one thing. But his car, that really got me angry. What's the matter with you? There's been a truce on this block for three years. Did I tell you to break it? They were disrespecting you, Leon. What am I supposed to do? I'm getting the hell out of Brooklyn. Well, you're not going anywhere without me. Leon! What's wrong? The Vipers jumped little jump. Come on, hurry up! Tell Leon I'm coming. You better get out of my way. I want you to make peace. I don't know. I think you're talking to the wrong guy. You want out, Bobby? Because that's what you're asking for. I am always behind you. I'm going to cut you a thousand times. Come on, my block again and I'll kill you. I've got a bad feeling, Leon. I'm scared. I want your permission to take him out. If this comes back to me in any way, I don't know you. I need all the guys. Round them all up. What's going on? It's going down tonight. I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning and find out that you're dead. Hey! If you love me, then you'll understand. Deuces wild. Okay, Deuces Wild, 2002, directed by Scott Calvert, who I don't know who that is, but he, he uh, directed The Basketball Diaries and okay. Marky Mark's Funky Bunch Workout. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, dude. This guy's fucking legend. He produced Bad Religion live at the Palladium. Huh. Legendary. This guy fucking owns. He's, he's the greatest filmmaker of our generation. But we're talking about 2006? Two. Two. Releases yeah. of uh, Deuces Wild. Basically, uh, I mean, this, this has all the stars of today back then before they weren't fucking jerks and stars. It's got Stephen Dorff. Oh, I mean, it got everyone. Everybody is in this fucking movie, from 
just, you got Brad Renfro, who's dead. Uh, Stephen Dorff, uh, Feruza Balk, Norman Reedus looking unshowered as always. Uh, fucking Debbie Harry's in this shit. Uh, what's his face? Matt, I almost said Matt Damon. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, yeah. Yeah, it, it's basically, what, what would you say, like 55, 1955, New York? 58. Do yeah, they give it, the yeah, they do. They say the one dude's like, I'll never forget summer of 58. It was, it, blood ran in the streets. Oh yeah, that's right. But it's, uh, it's basically your, uh, they kind of portray them as kids, but I think these guys are like, like maybe 23 at the oldest. But there, there's gangs. It's gangs in New York, 1950s. Uh, Stephen Dorff and his brother are heads of the deuces who are vowed to keep New York streets, like, safe from, they call it junk, but I'm assuming it's heroin, because that was a big problem back then. And his little brother has been uh, killed by Norman Reedus, who gave him uh, what they called a hot shot of heroin, which I guess is just bad, bad shit and just kills you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, if you've seen The Outsiders, you're going to get the gist of this, because it's basically like The Outsiders... Where I feel like, like the outsiders happened in like the early seventies. This happened in the, in the late fifties. And I think this is, I don't know, man. Like, is this a good movie? I think it is, but it, boy, it's skirting on being real. Like, like, I don't, I don't think it went over well. If it even all, it's almost like seems like it came out. Cause I never remember seeing trailers for this. It was, it, it was a fucking like theatrical movie. Do you ever see? Do you ever remember this even coming out? No. Neither did I. And my my friend Jay came over one night and we saw it on HBO and we watched it. And we were like, "Wow, this is this is like really good." And all these dudes that are huge now are back in it. But I mean, it's your 1950s juvenile delinquent story. You got Johnny Knoxville running around in here. Deborah Deborah Harry's in this. Who's she? Blondie singer. Yeah, I know that, but who was she in the fucking movie? I'm not sure. I don't even remember Blondie being in this movie. I can't even think of any other blonde except for Brad or Stephen Dorff's fucking girlfriend that was hot as shit. But anyway, the deuces are out, you know, keeping the streets safe. There's a big plot about how the guy who got uh, Stephen Dorff's brother killed with bad heroin is getting out of jail, played by Norman Reedus, who is just sinister and What's up with that dude, man? Like, there's even a scene in in this movie where he's freshly showered, and he still looks like a disgusting fucking man. I'm just waiting for it. Like, this guy, he just looks like sleaze all the time, but I like this this role he plays way better than Daryl on The Walking Dead. Okay. Like, enough, I've I've had enough of Daryl. I've had enough of Walking Dead like a year ago. But he's, he's okay in this. I like him. But, you know, there's double crosses and Matt Damon or Matt Dillon is the head fucking mob guy that's like going to fucking run heroin through here. And Stephen Dorff's going to fucking put a stop to it. There's outsider rumbles in the park, which are pretty fucking brutal, man. They're hitting people in the face with pipes and stabbing fuckers. And it's really cool. Just all these all these fucking characters of the gang, the deuces I really liked. I really like the fat one. I don't know why the fat one was cool. They're dropping, they're dropping fucking wheelbarrows full of cinder blocks on yeah. mobsters, dude. It's fucking badass. 
But the one down, the one goddamn drawback of this movie is pretty bad. And that's fucking little Frankie Muniz is in this movie. Little Malcolm in the fucking middle. Playing like the dopiest fucking jumping around bubblegummy kid that I just wanted to, I wanted those guys to throw him in the middle of the street and beat him. But it's violent when it needs to be violent. It's, it's fucking, I could give a fuck about the love story. I don't really care, but it's just a, it's an updated Outsiders that's really, really fucking good. And I don't think a lot of people have ever seen it, but what you saw it for the first time, what'd you think? I loved it. I, I thought it was really good. It's definitely it's go out of left field, dude. Cause yeah, I, it's definitely it's something different than all mm-hmm. the horror movies I watch, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always enjoy seeing something different that I enjoy, and like this, I did enjoy. It was really cool. Um, I was probably gonna give it like three out of four stars uh, when I reviewed, but you, I think you said it in the text, and it was really cool. Uh, the Outsiders. That was the first thing that came to my mind. That really reminded me of that film, just with all the people in it, how it went down. It was really cool. I liked the kind of not so much gangster, but uh, yeah, how the how they were feuding between like gangsters and like the street kids. Because at the one point, Matt Dillon just says, "I don't care what you do. You just sit on your corner and you sing your songs and you sell your bootleg fireworks." Yeah, they did. Stay out of the big guys' business. It was kind of like one of those things they even like, you know, reference West Side Story without referencing it. Just basically. yeah, without singing knife fights. Yeah, it's what it was, and it was really cool. I really enjoyed that part of the movie. It just how it just rolled along, and it's all, it's not just on one person or Norman Reedus's character. It's all like mm-hmm. all the other smaller characters. You get a little background, a little story. It ma- it made you invest yourself into the movie. Mm-hmm. It, and my God, did they hit 1958 New York? Yes. Jesus Christ, that it's one of the most beautiful. Like, holy shit! It really looks like they fucking filmed this in 1958, put it in a can, and just released it, like in 2002. Yeah, it, they did a great job. Like whoever the costume designers and the set designers they deserved an award because they did a great job mm-hmm. on everything back here the only thing i was like i was still waiting for like ray Loyola the like yeah, show up from, the show up from goodfellas or something put a put a fucking mailman in a pizza oven <laughs> yeah it's just i was waiting for something like that i was yeah i was waiting for like like these guys end up growing up to be the dudes in goodfellas yeah, it, it was definitely very cool. I was glad you picked it. I'm glad we got to watch it, especially with the one I picked. That was just so bizarre and uh-huh. over the top and freaky to begin with. Uh, this was definitely a cool film for people to check out. This is definitely, if you're just a film lover in general, I think you'll enjoy it. It and really kind of skirts, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's really teasing that line between being good and really cheesy. You know what I mean? It is, but I think you got to do that for time period movies such as those. Sure. Especially I mean, they, when you're trying to set in the late, late 50s. That is something you're going to run into trying to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally understood. I understand what you're trying to say, but it, it needed. It, it, you need to do, you need to walk that line. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with the lingo and shit. Mm-hmm. I just, I, some of the shit in this movie just cracks me up, like like when they punch the deaf kid. 
<laughs> you throw one punch and it's a deaf kid all year. He's like, oh, his mom should have hung a sign on him. Oh. And I just like all the talk about Brooklyn Dollar Dodgers leaving to L.A. and fuck them. And, man, they really nailed, like, 1950s. This is one of the best examples in movies that I could make. I think it's even... <sighs> like, I don't know. Gang, like, like, horror movies will always be my fucking first favorite genre ever but then it's like sci-fi and gangster films like they're my second favorite and i'd put deuces wild right up there with kill the irishman in like the the holy shit this is really good how come i've never fucking heard of it category yeah like i i gotta give it like i, I don't know since everybody's getting smashed with lead pipes i'm gonna give it 101 lead pipes <laughs> there you go yeah and and no i'll give it 101 falling uh wheelbarrows full of cinder blocks <laughs> And because I watched that, like, the first time I saw it, and I'm like, they threw those cinder blocks off the top of that building. That dude's dead. That guy's not, like, not, that. that's a dead man in that car. He doesn't come out with, like, a fucking neck brace and a weird arm fucking cast through the whole movie. That dude's just straight fucking dead. But nope, that guy lived. I thought that was a little, little jump in the shark. But, hey, they needed that to progress the story. Plus, oh, I like yeah. that character anyway. Yeah. Just the fucking greaseball goomba, goddamn gangster, typical dude. But man, if you guys haven't seen this, it's it's really worth watching. Brad Dorf. Why do I always Stephen Dorf? Is he related to Brad Dorf? I wonder. No, I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, it's one of Steve Dorf's best performances. Yeah, this in Blade. Like like Stephen Dorf is the poor man's. Uh, uh, what's his face? Our, our generation's Rutger Hauer. Uh, fuck is his name, dude. We talk about him all the time. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, yeah. Brad <laughs> Dorf's the guy you get when you can't get Ethan Hawke in your fucking movie. There you go. But, yeah, it's just a great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Well, what you got for next week, sir? Um... No questions next week. Live call in. Uh, since uh, I'll probably be watching it at Horror Realm, I thought about doing Blood Sucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh. Okay. You cool with that? Yeah, I can. Oh, man. Blood Sucking Pharaohs from Pittsburgh. I can watch that. Yes. Let's there do that. Okay. Uh, how about, this is a movie that's kind of off, it's not like, you know, I don't know what to call it, obscure or underground, but it's a classic. I want to watch it, and I don't think it gets the praise that it needs. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people forget about this movie. I want to watch The Omen. Oh, okay. I want to watch The Omen. And then we can have a discussion on the remake, because I think the remake's actually pretty decent. But, yeah, let's do The Omen. Maybe Rodrigo can get on the show so Ed and Joe could shut up next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you got to plug, sir? Uh, of course, you can always find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks. And, uh, of course, you can find me at GrossMovieReviews.com. And I will be at Horror Realm this week, and I am the film guy there, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I want, I, if I'm not there, I want to report on the Spookies screen. I will let you know. Okay, cool. Um, as for me, uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, search Kyle Poling. You can 
Follow us on Facebook. Just search Blood Bass and Boomsticks. And follow me on Twitter at JSB underscore Boomsticks. Tim, we got to get out of here. That fucking question's really took it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> They're still going. I know. It's fucking ridiculous. You guys have nothing else to do. Even Drunk Cross has just now jumped in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, we're out of here. Yep. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again We're having technical problems Please stand by Technical difficulties Please stand by Stop it, please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to... Please, stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.